0: Thanks to Third Love for supporting Muller She Wrote. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off their first order. Go to thirdlove.com ag now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com ag for 15% off today. And thanks to Rothy's for supporting Muller She Wrote. Are you ready to try on the most comfortable flat you've ever worn that you can wear all day, every day, for any occasion? Seriously, you're never going to want to take them off. Go get yourself a pair today with free shipping at rothys.com, promo AG. Get the deal while it lasts. And finally, thanks to Warby Parker for supporting Mueller, she wrote. Get boutique quality stylish eyewear and sunglasses at revolutionary prices. Try them for yourself by going to warbyparker.com AG to order your free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. Hello, and welcome to Muller She Wrote. I'm your anonymous host, AG, and with me as always is Julisa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. Jalisa, welcome back. We missed you. Yay. Um, I, if you're not a patron and you don't listen to the midweek episodes, you will not have noticed she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but she was. We missed her on Wednesday, so we're glad to have you back. Missed you guys, too. Um, it's been an amazing week in the Fantasy Indictment League, and we'll get to all the news in a moment. But first, we have a quick correction from our midweek episode. Ronna Romney McDaniels is Mitt Romney's niece, not his kid. Uh, and Trump was the one that asked her to drop the Romney from her name.
4: Oh, jeez. Yeah, Oops. he's like, I
0: don't like that guy. <laughs> uh, but I want you. All right. Um, also, it's Burko, not Burkow. <laughs> That's the guy who yells order in the in the British Parliament. Thanks for pointing that out. Thank you, our UK listeners. If we miss anything, guys, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at MullerSheWrote or by emailing us at hello at com. If you want to get the midweek updates um, where we answer your questions from the week's news and take some deep dives into some of the stories that came out. Of, like, for example, this week, Jordan did a great report on why Soros is a target and how it originated in Russia. Um, if you want those midweek updates, just head to patreon.com slash wrote to sign up. You'll get all the bonus episodes, all the archives, plus the newsletters, and all the archives, and all sorts of great gifts, and Fantasy Indictment League, close Facebook group. It's the best deal in the business.
4: Yeah. And I then- think. If I may say this, too, because normally we do this at the end of the show, but for any of you all that trail off by the end and have ADD like myself, we'll (laughs) announce it now. We're going on tour. Mm, We have the Brooklyn date and the D.C. date, so we're coming to a city near you, and tickets are at our website. If you go to com, it's right on that front page. Just scroll down, and you'll get the ticket links.
0: Yes, and somebody said they clicked on the D.C. link and got the Brooklyn? thing so we'll have to check on oh, that so make weird. sure when you click on the link make sure you're buying for the right city okay We're, we'll make sure it's corrected also yeah. if they
4: just google Mueller, she wrote dc versus muller she wrote brooklyn i'll take another right one but yeah we'll fix that
0: that works too and for patrons it's in our closed facebook group in announcements they're both pinned announcements so you just go to the announcements things that's where you can play the fantasy indictment league and that's where you can guess also who the secret company is from country a yeah. uh, in the muller subpoena battle and also those ticket links are there Hell
4: yeah and the tickets are going fast too and it's the end of march march 29th and march 30th
0: yeah we've already yeah they're almost
4: we pretty gone
0: good. yeah so mm-hmm. it's mm, get them oh and if you're a, a patron we will i'm working on a vip meet and greet that you'll get a discount to but the tickets are just the tickets you they're, they're sold separately from the vip vip meet and greet things so make sure you get your regular old tickets through the link the discount comes with the cocktail hours and things Hell yeah. yeah i'm so excited Yes.
4: Woo! Brooklyn! <laughs> no I, I can't stop doing the Nixon thing now ever since. Oh, Stone. yeah. <laughs> I <little P signs. laughs> just had my hands she up. She does. In right now. Hands aloft.
0: V <laughs> signs available for your viewing pleasure if we weren't a podcast. Um, <clears throat> also, let's see. Um, they might be giants. Oh, my God, you guys. <gasps> I'm fangirling so hard. I grew up on They Might Be Giants. I got their albums in the 80s, um, starting with Don't Let Start when I saw them on MTV. They were one of the first bands on MTV when it came out. Oh, snap. Back when MTV played music. Uh, and then <laughs> um, Lincoln came out. I bought that because of Anna Ng and Purple Toupe. And then Flood came out in 1990, which was a huge year for me because I, you know, I was. I was just a baby. No, I was in high school. (laughs) Um, But I used to sing those songs like all to myself. And Dr. Worm, which came out later, is one of my favorite songs to run to. It's the perfect BPMs, perfect beats per minute to run a nine and a half minute mile. So check out They Might Be Giants and then check this out. They tweeted at us, right, um, about Beans. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would die if they wrote I would pay cash money for a song. And then they posted a song for us.
3: Yeah. Can we listen to that? Oh, yeah. For some beans on it what kind of beans For some beans
4: on it what kind of
3: beans
0: Oh my god I've played it 800 times So when you go onto the they might be giants Twitter and it says like 215,000 listens I'm like most of those <laughs> <laughs> Um but you guys need to check them out if you haven't checked out they might be giants Start with flood um, seriously, one of their one of the greatest pop albums of all time. And Birdhouse House and Your Soul off of that record is considered to be one of the best pop songs in the history of pop songs. Wow. Interesting to know. I'm excited for Dr. Worm. That sounds fun. Doctor Worm is so good. <laughs> and it's only like two and a half minutes, so you have to play it on a loop like four times to oh, okay. get a mile in. But- <laughs> <laughs> It's that and uh, I want to be sedated by Ramones, which I was thinking of doing a I want to be indicted parody.
3: Yeah, but who wants to be indicted too? The Ramones, maybe.
0: (laughs) They want to be sedated. Good point. Who wants to be sedated? Kind of, we want to be sedated. That's uh, drugs. (laughs) They're popular. Uh, Also, the Manafort ringtone is having some issues. Um, That's the one where we have the voices of our city choir that sang fuck, 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 fuck (laughs) for us, and um, people couldn't find it. Apple is having art issues. Um they're very
4: particular, yeah. 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 But uh they confirmed that it's going to be up within the next two business weeks. And two business was, weeks? Yeah, and that was a few days ago, so hopefully within the next week or week and a half or so.
0: Oh for fuck's sake. I
4: know. Apple I are you hiring
0: cuz we can help, <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. There's people who need jobs.
4: All of that cyber red tape <laughs> it's
0: all with them, man. Like, it's, Come on. They take they take an extra 20 minutes to get our podcast up than yeah. where we post it normally. And exactly. Then it, and then it took us a day or two to get approved to even have our podcast on there. Yeah, then, they're
3: yeah. tough. We hmm. could pull a Matthew fucking Whitaker and just clear ourselves, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to put together an ethics advisory team. And they told me to just go ahead and
0: approve the Manafort ringtone. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so we'll, we'll let you know once that's up. Uh, but sorry, it's not up yet. Um, and again, all proceeds from that go to um, Voices of Our City Choir, mm-hmm. which is a homeless choir based here in San Diego. So that's a really great cause. And today, Jalisa is going to cover the incredible wins by Team Pelosi this week. Jordan, you're going to tell us about the ongoing Lube to Truth Tour by Kaludi Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be covering the incredible Roger Stone indictment. Uh, we have a lot to get to. So let's get started with just The facts. <laughs> So right out of the gate this week, Rudy Giuliani hit the talk circuit with his special brand of insanity. And Jordan's going to cover that in Hot Notes today. Indeed. So many times, too. And he had to walk back a bunch of comments, and then he came out again and said some more stuff. It's really fascinating. (laughs) He's like moonwalking. (laughs)
4: Yeah, this was possibly his worst week. Uh,
0: Or best. Yeah, Depending on how you look at it, really. (laughs) Um, Monday, The Telegraph reported that the Kremlin is being accused of laying a false trail linking Sergei Skripal to Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele is the architect of the Trump dossier. According to The Telegraph, well placed sources believe that the plot to kill Skripal and his daughter may have included a black ops attempt to discredit the legitimacy of the Trump dossier. Isn't that crazy? That is intricate. Very not surprising quite. And I think we're going to find a lot uh, more connections. I mean, we've been reporting on this for a year now, but with a lot more connections between Stone, WikiLeaks, Cambridge Analytica, Bannon, UKIP, the UK, Brexit, Mm -hmm. Russia, like all that stuff's going to start. Coming, congealing and becoming
3: really clear yeah and we believe stone's at the you know middle of it right yeah i think uh,
0: and a guy named ted malik and i'll talk about him a little bit later um we've reported on him several times all the way back to episode 22 oh yeah uh, and then even further back in the fusion gps transcripts episodes when uh, adam schiff was questioning glenn simpson about him and stone and all those other people i mentioned
4: and russian roulette gives a really good rundown of fusion gps and all of that backstory as well if you've got the time to check that out or our book club Yeah, if you're a patron, just go listen
0: to our book club. You don't have to read it. Um, We read it for you. Uh, But reading is fun. I like reading. (laughs) Also Monday, Fox and Friends accidentally aired a graphic of Ruth Bader Ginsburg that had the dates 1933 to 2019, indicating she had died. Uh, They apologized immediately, saying, quote, we need to apologize. A technical error in the control room triggered a graphic of RBG with a date on it. We don't want to make it seem like anything other than it was a mistake that was an accident Uh, we don't want to make it seem like anything other than it was a mistake sounds to me like you don't want to make it seem like you did that shit on purpose Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that fucking sounds like to me and I know a little bit about newsroom um, production that has to go through at least two steps and two people to be approved to put on the air and then also why in the fuck are you making a graphic with the death date of 2019
3: for rbg on it yeah
4: yeah it's a preemptive celebration at best
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's so on many other behalf. older people they could have had it at the ready it seems a little too convenient that rgb would be the one that goes off rbg yeah and oh yeah yeah <clears throat> and and the thing is
0: is that normally when you put that up there it'll say put date here put date here Like, they won't actually fill the date in, (laughs) right? But I guess they figured 2019 is a long year. Um, But also, they're like, no, we need to have it ready to go. We need to have it ready to go. you got a 30 or 60 second ad placement. You're going to be able to put the type four numbers in in a couple of seconds to get it ready to go. I've seen Lost. You can type in a lot of numbers (laughs) before the world ends. And so I don't fucking understand why they even did this. The
4: graphic was definitely not that intricate. It looked like a fifth grade photoshop it looked like trump's the wall
0: is coming yeah exactly <laughs> the same guy it's made just that. <laughs> it's
4: a floating rbg head behind a <laughs> like solid background and the two deer dates it's yeah very unimpressive fans. i could make
0: the entire graphic in the time it would take for a commercial break to be start and finish yeah yeah
4: is that a threat fox news uh, yeah use that right
0: mm-hmm. it seemed it seemed like first of all it, here's personally what i think and this is just beans conjecture but They have fallen behind. Recently in December, they fell behind MSNBC for the first time. Ratings, Fox and Friends ratings fell behind MSNBC for the first time since 2002, almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, oh, we got to do something to get people talking about us. We can't tweet right now for whatever the fuck reason. Right. So that's probably that's what I think it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Visual form of like we're giving
0: them attention right now. Yeah. Like
3: clickbait to some degree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God. Weird. Ratings bait. We're suckers. Yeah. We covered it. We just did. Didn't God we? damn it. You're right. <laughs> Take it all back. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Still Monday, we found out that Emin Agalarov had to cancel his four city US tour because he failed to reach a deal with Mueller and Congress over the contours of his testimony. Bummer. I had tickets, <laughs> I had VIP meet and greet passes. Um, Emin Agalarov is the Russian pop star that worked on the Miss Universe pageant. Uh, With his dad and Donald Trump And he's the same guy who emailed Rob Goldstone Goldstone (laughs) So he'd reach out to Don Jr. to set up the Trump Tower meeting That took place with now indicted Russian lawyer Veselnitskaya Manafort Jr. and a bunch of others in 2016 June of 2016 Um, The Mueller She Wrote tour has not been affected So you don't have to worry about it We'll be at the Bell House in Brooklyn March 30th The night before, March 29th, we'll be at the Miracle Theater in D.C. We are not affected, even though we were going to have Emin open for us.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the show must go on, really. We'll just have to find another opener.
4: Right. I mean, we got Goldstone. Maybe he can just go up there and talk Do a about things. five or something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> can you
0: imagine if we announce Goldstone, he comes out. What's and, the
3: deal with Russians? <laughs> what's the deal?
0: <laughs> How would the audience react? They would all go,
3: Goldstone. Our fans would probably be split, I think.
0: <laughs> In case you're wondering why well, I'm singing it that way, back during an episode 12, I think, when yeah, we yeah. had uh, Jesse Egan on, he is the one who uh, made the joke that Goldstone sounds like a Bond villain, so he just started singing Gould's to In the, the harmony of,
3: like, Skyfall, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Well, pretty much all Bond songs go like that. So. Oh, I
3: didn't know that.
0: Yeah, you should listen to them all. They all sound like that.
3: <laughs> but it was just the one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so We're gonna be in D.C. Maybe we can get a room at the Trump Hotel. I wonder um, what
4: that guy has on his rider. I mean, Al, Al-, 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 Al- <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Roger Stone. I (laughs) I want Roger Stone, one Roger Stone. I need four Roger
0: Stones, (laughs) signed by Roger Stone. Uh, I need a small dog and a a tall glass of (laughs) collusion. Sparkling. Not still. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) We also learned from Navalny on Monday that Dara Pasca had arranged for the arrest of Nastia Rybka. Apparently it was his idea. I mean, I'm sure that Putin was fine with it. Jordan, you reported on... um, Ribka in the midweek episode, Nasty Little Fish.
4: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we learned that Ribka translates to little fish.
3: Yeah, yeah. and nasty yeah. It sounds like it should be nasty, so I think it's what she would have wanted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And but the the good news is she she got
4: out. She did, yeah, against all odds. Because honestly, I think if we're being real here, we thought maybe she was going to be dead or something or mysteriously disappeared as soon as she was released from the Thai prison. Because the whole point of her arrest I think we all deduced was that Russia wanted to get her after she was involved in that you know, Releasing of the tapes on Paska's yacht, but she was intercepted in Moscow, taken to court. It was looking not good. She was getting pretty uh, manhandled, and then also woman handled. I saw a woman in there. Oh no! Yeah, just just you know handled, handled. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And then her, the president of her home country, Belarus, actually intervened and negotiated her release. So she is out of that Russian prison, or. Is getting processed out. I think, she is already I think she's already out. out. Yeah, I think she's already out, and she's like on her. Yeah, she's in her home country. Back Belarus. up on
0: Instagram. And uh, the interesting thing, though, that that a lot of people have posited, and I, you know, this kind of scares me a little bit, is that if you remember, Magnitsky was arrested, held in a Russian prison, tortured, and murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe, you know, Putin and Deripaska are like, mm, maybe we should not kill her in custody. You know, right? Yeah. Let her out and give her the old script all. Yeah, they, they kill
4: people across international borders all the time.
0: So that's why I think that, you know, while she might be safer than she would be in a Moscow prison, I don't know that she, I, I I don't think she's safe. And I hope that she's watching her back because they might have let her out so they can go after her out in the world.
3: Right. And she probably, now that you mentioned it, I mean, I hadn't considered it until now, but she might be thinking that herself,
0: you know? I'm sure she is. yeah. She can't yeah. be like... Really, I can go? Right. Mm, this seems weird. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: really sketch. Except every time she looks at the camera, she does that stupid rock-on symbol, like she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, like every Pussy, picture Pussy she Riot does, style or
3: something? Is that a Pussy Riot sign? Oh, no, I just assume with the rock reference that it's like oh. a little punk rock kind of Yeah, scene. no, she always does like a little punk rock Hail thing. Fail Satan. Yeah.
4: Rock-on. <laughs> Maybe she just really doesn't give a
3: fuck. That's actually pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> she finds
4: herself in the middle of all this. It's
3: better than the little Nixon peace sign that, that uh, Stone did. I, I like, Victory,
4: victory. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hers yes. is a little more badass. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
0: quite... Uh, we also learned Monday that the New York Times obtained a document signed by both sides showing that Deripaska is benefiting way more from the lifting of sanctions against him than we originally thought. Uh, in fact, not only does he get to retain 45% of his company, he sold off enough shares uh, to meet the U.S. Treasury's demands of how much how many shares he would have to sell. He sold them to his family, friends, allies, and VTB Bank. Uh-huh. So he owns 45 His family and allies own 12%. And VTB bank owns 24%, 23 or twenty-four percent. So he still has controlling interest in the company. And they're also giving him debt relief. Hundreds of millions of dollars in debt relief come along with this lifting of sanctions. Hmm. So yeah, it doesn't a sound
4: like a, a sanction.
0: No, not at all. It's like no. the opposite. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, like Romney and Graham voted for this. Like, yeah, you can lift sanctions on that. He sold enough shares, we're all cool. And, you know, they're like, D- Trump's like, this will hurt him very badly. It's We're tough. I'm tough. And it's not. He's getting so much more than he already had before.
3: Yeah. Why are they letting
4: this go?
0: I don't know. Maybe they want to build a wall out of aluminum.
4: And why is Romney letting it go, too? Because he was known as being a Russia hawker, like he likes to make us believe he is. I don't get that at all. Yeah, It's confusing. Anyway, moving on to Tuesday, Talking Points Memo published
0: a letter from the House Judiciary Chair laying out a blistering line of question for Matthew fucking Whitaker, who is due to testify to that committee this week. The former hot tub salesman and big dick toilet guy (laughs) will have to answer to whether or not he discussed his appointment as acting AG with the White House before Sessions was fired, and whether... Uh, White House officials were involved in Whitaker's decision to ignore the ethics guidance to recuse himself from Mueller oversight. He'll also be asked if he's been briefed on the Mueller probe and whether or not he shared that information with Trump or Trump's legal team. Nadler also said he would ask Whitaker if Trump contacted him after uh, contacted Whitaker after Cohen's guilty plea to try to fire or reassign prosecutors working on the case. Weird. Mm. Uh, But most interestingly is a question about the BuzzFeed reporting from last week. That said, uh, Trump had directed Cohen to lie to Congress. Nadler wants to know if Matthew fucking Whitaker had contacted the special counsel's office to discuss or direct them to release the statement denying parts of the reporting. Um, We will most definitely cover the Whitaker testimony that takes place January 29th uh, in the midweek episode coming out on the 30th for patrons.
4: I never even thought about that. So if I'm understanding correctly, they're saying Whitaker may have had something to do with the special counsel's office coming out and refuting parts of that report.
0: Yeah, that's one of the questions Nadler wants to ask him in I didn't the even know meeting. he
4: would have that authority over the special counsel since like Rosenstein seems to be the one overseeing it. Yeah, I'm really confused about who's got authority and oversight over Mueller at this juncture. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's that giant thumbhead he has, you know. It's like uh, <laughs> that <laughs> hand presses yeah. down on everything he says. yeah. Uh
0: then Tuesday the US House voted overwhelmingly to block Trump from leaving NATO. Uh, something you'd think would pass unanimously, but 22 Republicans voted no. And uh, if the intel judiciary or, or, or oversight committees were going to dig into which House GOP members might be compromised by Russia, I'd start with that list. I'd start with the 22 who voted no on this. It includes Jim Jordan. It includes Meadows and the DUI record holder, Matt Gates. Apparently, dude has eight DUIs. You can do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How do you even get to drive a car after that? Yeah, I don't think I could get away with that. That's a lot of privilege, right there. Yeah,
4: it really is. Well, I mean, once you get up past a certain tax bracket, it really—I feel DUIs are just like you just pay <laughs> them off. Yeah, you, they're just like parking tickets,
0: really. Like you said, suggestions. Yeah, Law- yeah. laws become suggestions once you're in a certain Absolutely. tax bracket.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, you totally just uh, pay them off, and then pretty much that's it. Mm. And people don't, I mean, because people are doing worse things in Washington, so. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah. And speaking of the Oversight Committee, guys, it was announced Tuesday that
0: Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, and Ro Khanna have all won spots on the high-profile committee, according to two sources that spoke to Politico. Yeah. So. That's amazing. <clears throat> yes. Women get it. Women get shit done. They do. They have good oversight. Um, ask anyone who's dated a woman. <laughs> yeah I have experience yeah see they 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 oversee things mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want them to <laughs> yeah. they're very good at it, yeah, very astute, yeah, you ever like don't you like all the hear those women talk shows from the eighties were like If you don't want to know the truth, don't go searching in your husband's phone or in your husband's <laughs> mail or in the phone records Because you you're gonna find it, you know. That's why they're on the committee. They totally. know better, yeah. yeah oh, that's...
4: but they already knew, too. We're insightful as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can feel vibes. It's just intuition. It's We're in all witches, man. Intuition
0: yeah. and emails. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm throwing out all these sexist, old sexist tropes because I find them absolutely hilarious and because Yeah, these are not real. Yeah. Um, this Wednesday, Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, called off his February 7th testimony indefinitely because of threats from Trump. Shortly after that, Elijah Cummings said they're working on a plan to compel Cohen to testify, presumably discussing protection for him and possibly including a subpoena for him to appear before the House Oversight Committee. Democrats call Trump's threats textbook mob tactics. And Cummings says, Elijah Cummings says, quote, The most upsetting thing about all of this is the fact that Mr. Cohen was intimidated. And not only was he intimidated, but he believes his family also has been intimidated and threatened, unquote. Then Friday, Republicans outmaneuvered Democrats when the Senate Intel Committee issued a subpoena for Cohen to testify in February behind closed doors.
4: That's pretty rad. Question about that. So let's say uh, there's some theories out there that Cohen maybe still has some uh, non-truths floating around. And I wonder, do you think he's trying to sort of like limit the amount of times that he can perjure himself maybe? (laughs) Because I can't imagine he's come completely clean oh, yeah. by this point.
0: Well, the SDNY, it, it, that was obvious in their sentencing memo. They're like, fuck this guy. He didn't help shit fuck him three years. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's not exactly what they said. That would right, be more right. of a court filing from um, the Concord Management yeah. lawyers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that taught I taught yeah. pretty bad.
4: Huh?
0: <laughs> fuck you. Uh, no, so the thing, though, here, yes, he might want to limit his testimony because... He can go in and, of course, he won't have to talk about Mueller stuff. Fine. But anything else they want to ask him, he would have to answer. And if he doesn't answer, it becomes suspicious. Mm-hmm. And he's trying really hard to
3: reduce his sentence. He doesn't want to increase his mm-hmm. sentence, you know? You yeah. Know so it sounds like you might be right, Jordan, about that, like, trying to not perjure himself any further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smart move.
4: Yeah, he's like a,
3: a walking can opener to a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Anything he touches can become disastrous at <laughs> any given moment, probably. think <laughs> totally. Yeah. But he also,
0: he he doesn't want to, I don't know. He, he was also legitimately threatened by Trump and Giuliani. Totally. So. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. Both a victim and a perp. Yeah. So the House, he was going to testify in the House publicly, and Landy Davis said no. The Senate Intel Committee, run by the Republicans, subpoenaed him. Uh, and they're going to do it privately. Okay. So, fortunately, I think the Senate committees have a lot more integrity than the former Republican led House committees. Um, so, hopefully, they'll ask pertinent questions, but it's, it's going to be private, like I said. And there have been no promises to release fuller redacted transcripts to the public. I'm assuming, though, I haven't confirmed this, but. Uh, I think they're keeping it behind closed doors to protect Cohen from the threats he's gotten from Trump. And now Giuliani, who's also brought up his father-in-law. And I can't help but wonder, yes, <clears throat> there is policy for Maine justice stating you can't indict a sitting president. But Giuliani is not protected by that policy, so why hasn't anyone charged him with witness tampering and obstruction? Because he brought up the same father-in-law shit mm-hmm. in the Cohen testimony that Trump did. So maybe you can't indict Trump on it, but why not Giuliani? And, and not just obstruction as we generally think of it, but obstruction as a national security issue, because it would be an attempt to interfere with congressional oversight to determine the extent to which Russia interfered in the 2016 election, which has now reached the forefront with Cohen's testimony about Trump Tower Moscow, right? Right. And just who the hell is Cohen's father-in-law? Well, I found out. Hmm. His name is FEMA Schusterman, and he's a Ukrainian émigré. And apparently he's the money in the Cohen family. And in 1993, Schusterman pleaded guilty to conspiracy to defraud the United States. Hmm. And in exchange for leniency, he agreed to testify at the trial of his accountant, one Harold Wapnick. Uh, we know that Schusterman was an executive from the New York Funky Taxi Company and the New York Fulton Taxi Corp. Michael Cohen became CEO of the Funky One. along with Martha Cab and Barn Trans in New York and Chicago, respectively. In addition to taxi stuff, (laughs) Schusterman ran a knitting factory and testified that from 1984 to 1988, he would bring in his accountants, or he would bring in his client's checks, give them to his accountant, Wapnick, and then he would come back later to collect cash in paper bags or envelopes, and Wapnick would keep 3%. Lord knows what Wapnick was doing with the money. Uh, But starting in 2003, Schusterman had made enough money through this scheme, to purchase his first apartment. And where did he get it? Trump World Tower. And by 2005, Schusterman had spent $7.6 million on Trump properties. I was able to find most of this information in Seth Hatana's book called Trump Russia, which is available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. But do you think this was the best idea for Trump and Giuliani? <laughs> one, to commit a federal felony by threatening a witness in public, and two, leading them to shady real estate purchases that involve Trump? Exactly. It's called a kamikaze, right? <laughs> Trump should have just said, Look into Cohen's father in law. He's shady and launders money through real estate purchases. I
3: know because I was there. Yep,
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: What? I mean, they're desperate. They must be.
4: Uh, that's I so funny. Know. That's exactly what he did. Just set out a trail of breadcrumbs right back right to his, his, his inner circle. <laughs> He's like, I know
0: everyone who did wrong shit. Oh, but it was He's connected pointing to at me. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, it also sounds like his father-in-law's gone through legal proceedings about it all, and there's really not much more to be had. No, oh, it's not. Like, he except emails, look more into the trail that leads to Trump. He had a deal. He paid $5,000 in restitution, I
0: think, and some other, you know, like, I don't know what, what other punishment he had. It's in the book, Trump Russia.
3: You should check it out. But, like, why... <laughs> Unless Trump knows more dirt, which is also still stupid, yeah, yeah, it would just be interesting to see well, that he involves him, you know, yeah, yeah,
4: I have a question because I'm a little bit naive when it comes to um the logistics of white collar crimes, uh, so when he's giving his check to this guy, then he takes three percent and then he gets cash back. The idea being he gets cash that he doesn't have to pay taxes on, right? And the guy just kind of makes the money disappear somehow and takes a 3% cut.
0: That and he's probably taking that money. And you know how like we pay our social security and the government is supposed to give that right back to us or right back to the old people. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, not old. um, People (laughs) over 65 and sometimes 62 if you go for early. Um, That's not old. But uh, we do that. uh, Eventually, at some point, the government started taking all of our money and investing it and keeping the winnings so w- Wapnick could have taken this to the track and ran it up or done loan sharking or whatever the fuck who the fuck knows that I couldn't find any information on what he was doing with this cash but he would give he would take his three percent cut and give the cash back to him now you have cash that you don't have to report to the taxes and who the fuck knows what Wapnick was doing that with mm-hmm. that money right
4: the three percent for the risk he assumes by doing whatever sketchy things he's doing. <laughs> right, okay.
0: so Trump sold him a bunch of real estate with, uh, f- with money that didn't get taxes paid on it, uh, and so and Trump is pointing a, like, a big arrow. You should all look
4: at that. Yeah, <laughs> right, because that's totally normal to buy an entire apartment in cash. Yeah, That doesn't say anything sketchy at all.
3: $7.6 million dollars in Trump properties. That's a lot. It's just a smaller crisis than like treason. So Trump's like anything but Mueller. <laughs> just like, but that is Mueller though. Or it's, you know, it's close enough. No, he'd hand it off to Southern District of New York. Yeah, yeah it's
4: probably, it's not relevant enough.
3: No, it, it would be like,
0: I mean, and that might also be More in what, you know, because Cohen took over those taxi companies, the, the medallion stallion. <laughs> Funky town. <laughs> Funky New York Funky Taxi. (laughs) What the fuck is that? That's funky. Uh, All right, guys. We'll be right back. Hey, Muller Junkies. Muller She Wrote is brought to you by Third Love. Talk about the most amazing bra I've ever, like, worn in my life. Mm -hmm. First of all, you go on, you take the Fit Finder quiz, and their website is super easy to navigate. You just answer a a handful of questions about size and shape because they do cup shape, which makes a difference in what bra is going to work best for you. Uh, and they talk about your old bras and what was wrong with them so that they can, you know, make up for the shortcomings of other people's bras. And then you place your order, and they're f- fantastic. And th- and my favorite thing now is they have these new breathable Pima cotton ones, and they have undies too. And they're so soft, and they're perfectly t-shirts. You get no spellage. The straps don't dig. It fits perfectly.
4: Yeah, I absolutely love the products I've had so far. I did not go for the t-shirt bra. I got one of their more standard ones, but it's so comfortable because normally more standard bras are really, they dig into you and they're not comfortable at all. These are really soft around the edges. The straps are wider so they don't dig into your skin, which is nice because I got some big (laughs) ones, and they
0: smooth in the back too because i get the back roll thing that happens and i don't like that but these don't have that
4: right and the clasps are really high quality too i never have to worry about those like breaking or bending or anything (laughs) and then (laughs) because i'm I'm serious and uh then my then the yeah the undies are great too because they're they're the seamless ones are awesome i love those they don't
3: ride up they just kind of stay where they're supposed to and It's great. Yeah, I got the undie, too, with the matching bra. And I love how cute it looks, like, just as an outfit. It's, like, it's really cute. And they're super light and cozy. You'd wear it out if you could. If I I I could. I know you would. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And what else is cool is that half of women fall
0: in between standard cup sizes, and they have half sizes. And that's perfectly wonderful for me, because I am one of those 50% of women. Hands down, the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. So, everyone... Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for you, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash ag now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's huge, you guys. Thirdlove.com slash ag for 15% off today. You'll be glad you did. All right, guys. Welcome back. We were still on Wednesday when we left you. Uh, Amy Berman, Judge Jackson if you're nasty. Uh, ordered that Manafort must appear in court for a major hearing about lying to Mueller's team and breaching his plea agreement. And he was supposed to do that Friday following his request to waive attending proceedings. He didn't want to come to proceedings. So he's like, a motion to not come to proceedings. She ruled early in the week on Wednesday, nope, you got to show up Friday. So he did. Manafort disputes the over 800 pages of evidence the special counsel office provided uh, that Manafort lied to prosecutors. So they handed over all this evidence. Because, you know, if you remember... Um, Mueller made this uh, breach um, file that said that said Manafort lied about five things after, you know, he started cooperating. Mm-hmm. The judge was like, "Give me the evidence." So he handed over the evidence, like 800 pages, and he's like, "I got more, but you <laughs> just let me know if you want more." Right. So now Manafort's disputing that he didn't want to have to show up in court. The judge is like, "You have to show up in court." So we thought this big thing was going to happen Friday, um, <laughs> but you know, he you know he said that the it basically he was like. When he asked, said he didn't want to have to show up to court, he said that the travel from jail to the federal courthouse is too time consuming. What
4: the fuck are you doing?
3: What is it taking away from? What racket are you running out of prison that you can't take time off work? (laughs) It's 30 minutes of exercise, cutting into that circle walk time.
4: Yeah, he's like studying the Bible or something for the first time. Yeah, getting jacked. (laughs) Getting jacked.
3: He's carrying
0: his wall out into the yard (laughs) one handful at a time. Shawshank. Uh, Judge Jackson said he's missed too many court hearings and Friday is too important. So Wednesday's filing was heavily redacted. We didn't get to see much of what it said, but Manafort showed up Friday. No decisions were made, but Mueller's team is telling the court he should not get any leniency in sentencing. Zero leniency. That's going to add 10 to 20 years to his already seven year sentence. Um, and he's 8 million years old, so he'll already be in jail forever. No, he's, um, 70...
3: 70.
0: He's between 70 and 80. I can't remember how old he is. That yeah, he's right.
3: He's up there, yeah. But
0: 10 to 20 years is going to take up most, if not the rest of your life. Um, Judge Jackson wants more information, and she set up a sealed hearing for February 4th. And Manafort, like I said, faces up to 15 to 25 years in prison now because Mueller says, nope, no leniency. Here's 800 pages of lies. I've got more if you need it. Judge Jackson if you're nasty.
4: Good. Yeah, but he either doesn't want to come because, A, he knows he's just, like, fucked beyond belief and it doesn't even matter anymore, or, B, he thinks he's going to get pardoned, so he also doesn't care. Yeah, he just doesn't give a fuck.
0: He He got to wear a suit. Yeah, well, he asked nice. again. Right on Friday, mm-hmm. he got to wear a suit. Oh, they let him wear a suit, and he had a cane, and people were noticing he was
3: leaning heavily on the cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he was very. Like, Please, sick. can I wear a suit? I'm surprised she let him do it this time, but maybe because he's so fucked, she was like, "Fine, you can wear a suit <laughs> while you get fucked." <laughs> yeah, while <well>, you can. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was a concession. Like, I'm going to make you come to these court hearings. Uh, yeah, you can
0: wear a suit. Uh, I guess he just didn't want to appear. It, or, but I like, would rather go in the jammies because I just I like I would wear jammies to work if I could. <laughs> yeah, but. He's
4: probably just gonna get broken out of prison from some hell like Russian helicopter. Oh, like
3: Giuliani's gonna dig with superhero a superhero <laughs>
4: style and just be like, hey, hey, Giuliani's gonna be in with him. Are you <laughs> kidding? <laughs> <laughs> They're
3: gonna dig out with a spoon. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that lady he's always with, probably his wife. She probably <laughs> bring a file cake. No, she probably hates that dude because all that weird sex shit that he forced her to do. Oh, Manafort's wife. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that messes me up every time. She Ooh. deserves better. It sounds like him and his daughters. <laughs> what? What a horrible man. Uh, Then we learned Deutsche Bank is willing to provide Mueller with evidence of suspicious transactions related to Kushner's family accounts. Um, The board chairman handed an embarrassing report to German banking regulatory agency called BaFin, which is probably just banking financial regulatory agency. The findings said, quote, there are indications that Donald Trump's son-in-law or persons or companies close to him could have channeled suspicious monies through Deutsche Bank as part of the business dealings, unquote. Mm. It was embarrassing because the bank worried about what the results of the internal investigation would do to its image. (laughs) Because apparently having already paid hundreds of millions of dollars in fines for money laundering, (laughs) your image is still good. That's a daily thing. (laughs) (laughs) People forget. Uh, As we know, last month prosecutors subpoenaed the bank for records relating to Kushner companies. It's not known if the transactions are tied to Mueller's probe, Um, or collusion between Trump's campaign and Russia, but I would put beans on it being uh, tied to that. And speaking of Deutsche Bank, we learned from CNN that the House Dems are preparing to open investigations into Trump's businesses and money laundering involving Deutsche Bank. In a statement, Deutsche Bank said, quote, "Uh, we're engaged in productive dialogue with the House Financial Services and Intelligence Committees to determine the best way of assisting them in their official oversight functions. We remain committed to providing appropriate information. Thursday... Adam Schiff and Maxine Waters, the chairs of Intel and Financial Oversight, respectively, issued a joint statement saying, quote, The House Financial Services and Intelligence Committees are engaged in productive discussions with Deutsche Bank and look forward to continued cooperation. So it looks like they're all helping each other out. Interesting. So Kushner and they're cooperating with Kushner and Trump and his Trump org and all that shit. Yeah. Also Thursday... Corsi's stepson appeared before the grand jury Mueller's grand jury as part of the investigation Mueller sought information about emails that Corsi deleted from his computer in 2016 and apparently he texted his stepson about it he told prosecutors he texted his stepson that he had scrubbed his computer because he wanted to give it to his mom sure buddy <laughs> um, the really interesting thing about this story is that the grand jury was convened on a Thursday and the last time they met on a Thursday the Russian indictments dropped the next day I tweeted out against my better judgment That I would put beans on Roger Stone being indicted on Friday. I did that Thursday. CNN had also apparently discussed the possibility and then Trump conspiracy theorists, like I said, accused them of having been tipped off and not reporting it to the public. (laughs) I was like, just because you didn't figure it out doesn't make it a (laughs) conspiracy
3: theory. Even you figure that out.
0: Yeah. And you know what's really funny is all these conspiracy theorists, we're getting tagged on Twitter. They're like, dude,
4: these guys knew and they're a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Stone's the kind of guy it's worth paying a full-time employee just to stake out as his house around <laughs> the clock, because <laughs> totally. some shit's going to happen right? eventually. <laughs> maybe own Joe We can get him to do it
0: for us, right? But maybe that's what conspiracy theories are. Like, Trump supporters that can't put two and two together call it a conspiracy theory because they can't figure it out by themselves. Yeah. Like, they can't grasp around Earth, so they're like, it's got to be flat. Follow the money.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: follow <laughs> the money. See? It doesn't roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, Gravity's if, a lie. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the the shitty thing about that whole CNN being a part of the raid or being at the raid, I should say, uh, is the right wing is going to absolutely love to jump on that and say, How did they know? Are oh, they the only news investigator? Should news, they not go, though? I wonder. were yeah. well, also on, on well, they Thursday, were just, like, there was there, a... like, before they even knocked on the door, they were, like, oh, there. They knew. Yeah.
0: Um, but Thursday, there was a sealed indictment filed on the docket. And that, in, in, uh conjunction with the fact that the last time grand jury convened on a thursday there were indictments on a friday
4: Mm
0: -hmm. i was like they're gonna do this and then somebody on cnn said i think this is probably i think stone's going down tomorrow and then stone was like i think i'm
3: getting indicted
4: tomorrow like there were
3: all sorts of (laughs) little hints yeah yeah they're just on it man cnn like you said they're camping out
4: not to mention too if someone could have like leaked something that got to them that we haven't even heard yet got leaked
0: yeah, I don't think so. But like even back on December 19th, when if you guys remember, we reported this too, uh Mueller got Stone's transcripts uh, from Congress and we're like, "Oop, it's going down. And right. of course, it takes a couple of weeks to put all that together.
3: So yeah. it, there were so many. Clues. They're probably camping yeah. out for longer than that night, too, now that I think about it. And we just weren't watching, seeing it in the yeah. bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Roger
0: Stone's like, who's in my shrubs? <laughs> Must be cats. Yes. He's got a bad I, I, I love, think that guy's love just the on, haters. I think that guy's just on Molly all the time. Do you see his or jaw? Adderall. Yeah, yeah he is, yes. he's Got Molly jaw all the time. Molly
4: jaw. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> he really does. Oh god, and
0: that's not Molly shaming.
4: No, Molly's no. great. He just doesn't <laughs> wear it, it well. <laughs> he's just a
0: freaky dude. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, we just we all just put two and two together. Everyone kind of saw it coming, and it came. Uh, but you know, if you're if you're an MSW listener you sort of also saw this coming or if you follow us on twitter it probably wasn't that big of a surprise to you a lot of the stuff that in there wasn't a surprise and i'll go over that yeah it is
4: about goddamn time though i will Mm -hmm. say that yeah yeah we've had that motherfucker and you got him huh I did. I had him. Yeah, oh, well, on our yeah. You called him I mean, quick
0: too. <laughs> it's only because of the virtue that I got to select first last time. That's, that's just okay. how the cookie's yeah. scrambled. I set it up that way from the beginning. No, um, it. I got to pick first. You pick Stone. Yep. Yeah. Ever since December nineteenth, since they got the testimony, we knew it was coming soon. And you know the the right wing's all, you've been saying this for years. And I'm like, well, yeah, we knew Stone was going to be indicted, but we didn't really start drafting him until about a month ago. So that's true. Eat shit. Uh, Also of note, Josh Lederman from NBC reminded us that nearly three months after deeming Russia in violation of chemical weapons laws, the Trump administration has yet to impose new sanctions required to be imposed on Moscow. Those are required by law and triggered by the poisoning of Sergei Skripal. Um, This comes as Trump is facing scrutiny for lifting sanctions on Oleg Durapaska. We talked about that. That's the Putin oligarch Manafort supplied with polling data and gave private campaign briefings to through Konstantin Kalimnik, his co-conspirator, in an attempt to pay him back the $19 million he stole uh, (laughs) in some shitty telecom deal gone bad. So, you know, no bigs. (laughs) Finally, Thursday, uh, NBC reported that Jared Kushner was rejected for a top-secret clearance by two security specialists, but their supervisor, a guy named Carl Klein, overruled the recommendations and approved the clearance anyway. And uh, joining us to talk about the Kushner clearance is Friend of the Pod. She's an attorney, and she's the host of Resistance Live, Elizabeth C. McLaughlin. Elizabeth, welcome back to Mueller She Wrote.
2: Thank you. It's very good to be back with you again.
0: Excellent. Now, do you go by, like, ECM? Like, what, what do people call you usually?
2: You know, it, the fans call me ECM, <laughs> because it's a lot easy, easier than the full mouthful, which is Elizabeth Cronise McLaughlin. So ECM is fine, or Elizabeth, it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll go with ECM. So tell us a little bit about Klein. I know he's a former Pentagon guy, and he was kind of installed by Trump in the same month, I think, uh, Mueller was appointed.
2: Yeah, it's really curious. He was installed as the Director of Personnel Security, um, and, and it's odd because all the reporting about this guy, it's, it, all we know basically is that he was an employee of the Pentagon. And you know, I went back and researched this as this news was breaking on Thursday, and he hasn't been available for comment. Uh, we don't really have any indication of what his background was in his role as a quote-unquote Pentagon employee, which could pretty much mean anything, Right. What we do know is that he doesn't seem to have had any significant security position in the past that we know of. Um, and so the whole thing is a little bit strange. And the fact that the timing of the installation as well, I agree, is kind of odd. Um, because it was in May of 2017, the same month that the Mueller probe started. And it, you know, if you recall, that's right around the same time, shortly after James Comey was fired. So that in and of itself is also really weird. Um, And, you know, we knew already at that point that there were some serious security considerations with regard to Jared Kushner. Um, And so all of it is is um, is simultaneously not surprising and about as shocking as it can get. Um, I will tell you that I.
0: Yeah. And actually, can you talk a little bit, talk a little bit about what like what why Kushner shouldn't or why do you think these two guys I mean you and I know but let's let's tell the listeners why he shouldn't and and wouldn't be granted a security clearance
2: yeah so you know the thing that the thing that to me that strikes me at least um, as as one of the biggest question marks around Jared Kushner's appropriateness as having a security clearance is all of the business relationships that we know about and then the ones that we suspect exist between the Kushner companies and foreign actors. Um, And the ones that we know about are bad enough. You know, we know that Mohammed bin Salman, MBS, as we known, who ordered the hit on Khashoggi, uh, it has said explicitly that Kushner is in his pocket. Um, We know that Kushner has had relationships with um, various folks in other countries that are potentially implicated in the issues around the 2016 election. Um, There are some questionable relationships with the UAE. There are some questionable relationships with Israel. There are questionable relationships in Mexico. And, you know, the big consideration here, of course, I I think from what, from everything that I've seen, and, you know, I pay very close attention to people like Malcolm Nance and folks who have been in the FBI, like Asha Rangappa, you know, folks that you've had on the the pod before. um, You know, one of the things that's really of concern to them, and I take them at their word, um, is that when you have business relationships that are potentially implicated with people who have adverse interests in the United States, it's a really big question mark whether or not you should be given access to intelligence materials that then potentially you could sell um, that potentially could be traded. If there is compromising information out there on you that you want to keep secret um, and that otherwise might be leveraged, um, you know, in ways that are jeopardizing the security of the United States. So, um, you know, those
0: Right. And, and and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but even if we like look at this from a completely like Trump supporter point of view, like Kushner is a great dude, he's just a good businessman, right? Even if we look at it from that point of view, if you still have business ties to uh, adversaries in the United States or people who can buy influence in the United States, you then become they, – they have a leverage over you, just like you said, and, and could then – be blackmailed. So even if it, if if you right. take Kushner as a totally innocent party, which he's not, but let's pretend he is, so that you know, because that's the argument you're going to hear, he can, he still can be blackmailed by these bad actors, right? Uh, to to peddle right. influence and within the White House and and maybe change up some of our you know our policies here in the United States, foreign foreign diplomacy, etc.
2: Right. And the thing I always have to remind people is that you know I, it. I think that there's a, there's a funny thing that's happened with, you know, the, the dossier, the steel dossier, and this, the idea of compromise that has circulated out there in the general public, that compromise has to be like sexually compromising material far from it. In fact, in most instances that we know about, for instance, when the Russians have leveraged authority over American actors or other foreign actors, it's been done through financial means. So we can't, you know, not knowing the depth of the investments or connections between some of these adversarial foreign states into the Kushner companies, it's impossible for us to evaluate the, the validity of the idea that he might be able to be a safe source for some of this confidential material. Um, and, you know, I'll just add, you know, one of the things that I just find so profoundly disturbing is that he revised the forms. Um, you know, repeatedly to the to the point that you know we now know that there were something like a hundred different changes to the application for security clearance, and that in and of itself, um, from what Malcolm Nansen has said, um, it, you know, and he of course is very he had security clearance, he understands how the process worked. The process works. Um, the fact of even submitting revised forms with that many alterations would be enough to never be granted a security clearance.
0: Yeah, so, I lost count at 36 about a year and a half ago. <laughs>
2: right, right. I know. And, you know, I mean, many, many, many people, you and I both, I know, and lots of other folks out there have been asking how it, has this guy had a security clearance, of course, with the understanding that it, it eventually devolved to the president and his authority over it. But the fact that we had two very senior intelligence officers who apparently said no chance in hell this guy should ever be approved. To then have that overridden by this fellow who whose name has not been known before now um, in this saga is really just quite profoundly disturbing. And the thing that I think about, you know, in the long term vision of this is um, it's not like you can put the contents of the box back inside Pandora's box once it's opened, right? Who knows what he's been given access to? Who knows what, even if Trump is removed from office, he's going to know and be able to sell or share with enemy powers down the road. Um, And so, you know, I'm of the view that as with the other 30 people who this happened to, those security clearances, including Kushner, should be yanked now. Uh, I know that's not going to happen, but, you know, we're already in a situation here where a year and a half later who knows how much stuff he's seen um, and i know the cia took uh, efforts at least to limit his access to their technology thank goodness but you know he's had at least a moderately high security clearance for a very long time now and who knows what the damage of that is
0: well yeah and if you're if you're cia if you're cia or fbi and you're like we really can we have to stop this we can't do this you're like you said it is ultimately up to donald trump and we've been figuring for a couple of years now that There were people who were saying, you know, this is probably not a good idea. And Donald Trump just gave the go ahead. It wasn't until this reporting came out that we found out he installed a Patsy um, to to, and he's approved, I think, uh, 30 such clearances since then. And we learned that after that, like in the three years prior to him being installed by Trump, only one uh, security clearance had been overridden in, in the entire three years. And this guy's done 30. So it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And that's and that's the answer. Um, <clears throat> you just hit the nail on the head when you you know, when you're sitting around in this FBI, CIA going, God, Trump is the one, you know, that that decides this. Who do we tell? The answer is Congress. They're the ones with oversight.
2: Yeah. And now we know why this is where Elijah Cummings is starting as the new chair of oversight. Right. Like the fact that this is the first bullet fired across the bow of the ship. Um, you know, when it came out, I thought, huh, I wonder what Obviously, we've had concerns, but I wonder why this is the starting point. And now we know, because, you know, we don't know all the other names of folks who were approved. But you can bet that if the CIA and the other folks who had evaluated the validity of the potential applications had said, not a chance in hell for these 30 people, there's stuff there that is going to be profoundly troubling when it comes out. So...
0: Yeah, but again, the Pandora's box, you can't put it all back, so... All right. Well, take, uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk to uh, I, this. I just really wanted to to bring you on here so that I could, like, bend your ear about how pissed off I am that, uh, that now we know that there's this guy who's just letting people in because Trump wants him to be let in. And that's really, really frightening. Uh, it's a huge national security problem. And, um, you know, they're still, of course, bitching about Hillary's emails. So
2: here we are. And that, and that explains everything, right? <laughs> like, and this is the thing. Who knows what what else the gang of eight knows? But I'm glad to at least see that there's, you know, there's action being taken in this direction. And, um, you know, the other side of this coin, of course, is how much longer Kushner might need a security clearance, because my hope is that, of course, this whole saga will be over <laughs> before too long.
0: All right, Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming. ECM. thank you so much for coming. Everybody check out Resistance Live. Elizabeth, can you tell everyone where they can uh, find your show?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we're on, we broadcast live on Facebook five days a week at facebook.com slash Elizabeth Cronice. That's C-R-O-N-I-S-E McLaughlin. Uh, You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash resistance live. And we're on YouTube and iTunes and lots of other places as well.
0: Girl, I don't know how you do a daily, but thank you for everything that you do. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we'll send everybody your way. Again, thanks for coming on everyone. ECM Elizabeth Cronice McLaughlin from Resistance Live. Then Friday, we learned from Scott Stedman in a, one of his medium articles that the developer in the Trump Tower Moscow deal, known as IC Expert, appears to have about ninety million dollars that has gone missing uh, or gone walkies, as Maddow would say. Two weeks after the agreement with Trump to build the tower, IC Expert received a loan from Spurbank. Uh, sounds like Sperm Bank, but it's not. <laughs> it's. I'm going to call him Sperm Bank. Yeah. Uh, and it's impossible to not make. That you joke. have to. You have to. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and documents obtained, obtained by Stedman now show that ninety million. There's a ninety million dollar discrepancy between the amount of the loan and the actual amount of capital that Sperm Bank extended. One month after the loan was finalized, which was one month after Trump signed his letter of intent for Trump Tower Moscow, three Cypriot companies that comprise the ownership of IC Expert began executing the loan. According to Stedman, the true owners of the offshore companies remain unknown. But at least two of those companies were controlled by a Cypriot lawyer named Christodoulos Vassilis uh, Chris 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 V, with known ties to the Kremlin, uh, and he's also the director for Sperm Bank's Cyprus branch. Weird. Hmm. It's important to note that even though there's no public evidence that any of the missing money flowed between anyone associated with Trump and IC expert. A letter from CEO the CEO of IC Expert, Andrei Rossov, to Michael Cohen in September twenty fifteen outlines a plan to use a company in the United States to handle matters related to Trump Tower Moscow. And Felix Sater acted as a go between for Cohen and Rossov, along with other Russians that participated in the Trump Tower Moscow negotiations. So it makes you wonder if sperm Bank is at the center of the super secret Mueller subpoena, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Um
0: they do have a U.S. office, oh. <clears throat> also on 57th Street, where all Russian banks have offices, apparently, <laughs> along <laughs> with the Cutter and Cutter and Investment Authority. Uh, but, but Sperm Bank is sanctioned. So now I have to wonder if just because a com- company is sanctioned, does that mean they haven't or can't do substantial business in the United States? Because if you remember, some of the court documents have said the secret company from Country A does substantial business in the United States. So I was discluding anyone who's been sanctioned. Um, but maybe... I shouldn't. Right. Considering this
3: administration, you can still do things while sanctioned. So, yeah. And yeah. everyone's fucking sanctioned from Russia. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good point.
4: Yeah. I guess that could just be some really specific part of their business operation that's <laughs> sanctioned or something. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that was one of the main reasons I still have QIA, mm-hmm. uh, the Cutter the Investment Authority, is because they're not sanctioned and they planned uh, a couple of years ago that they're going to do $35 billion in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: But kind of to Jaleesa's point, thinking about it now, would Trump even do business with a business that was not sanctioned? That's just not like him. <laughs> it's not. Mm
0: -hmm. All Trump Tower Moscow, VEB, VTB, Sperm Bank, uh, they all are sanctioned and they all had their hands in this. So $90 million is missing. That's six billion rubles. That's a lot. Six billion. Hmm. So finally, Friday night, um, Maddow tried to get uh, a committee member, uh, one of the Intel Oversight, I can't remember which, Judiciary Committee, tried to get them to tell her what transcripts have been sent over Uh, To Mueller's office, because that gives us big clues as to who could be indicted next. Right. And she wanted us to watch those beans. (laughs) So but oddly, what she did find out when she did some poking around is that Adam Schiff said Friday that his first order of business in the House Intel Committee would be to hand over all the transcripts uh, they have to the Mueller team. But there's a problem. The committee cannot conduct any business until all the members are named and seated. And the Republicans have not named anyone for the committee. Not one member. They've named folks for 23 other committees, just not House Intel. And once again, that to me is obstructing justice. Of course, they're protected by the speech and debate clause, so they can't get in trouble for it. Nothing can be done. But what is the
4: speech and debate clause?
0: Uh, it just says that any business you do as a congressman can't be a crime, pretty much.
3: Oh, that sucks in this case. Anything
0: you do in, in, in your job.
3: Yeah, they're yeah. using that loophole to get <clears throat> away with holding out the investigations.
0: Yes, that's what they're doing. That This is their last Hail Mary. They're not seating, the Republicans aren't seating any members for, for Adam Schiff's. And
3: how committee. long can they go on with that? No idea. I have
0: no idea what the remedy is. Wow.
4: That's so fucked up. There's so many meta shutdowns going on in there.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll shut ourselves down.
4: <laughs> it, unless
0: there's some way to look at it as uh, a national security issue um, by obstructing justice to, you know, obstructionist collusion mm-hmm. or conspiracy to, to block the investigation and oversight into Russian meddling. Maybe somebody could file a lawsuit or
3: something, but I, you know, maybe crew. Hey, what are you guys doing? Right. Or Elijah Cummings. He's heading it, right? Maybe. It's Adam Schiff. Oh, Schiff. Okay. He's the intel. Yeah. I wonder what they could do then.
4: This is, yeah, like Nunes' old stomping ground.
0: Yeah, this is Nunes' old committee. Mm,
3: no wonder. File, I didn't know that. I lawsuit. didn't know that they weren't having anyone seated at that committee. That's In, in just this one, why not the, uh, the oversight committee then? Wouldn't they have a lot of crap against Trump too, like a lot of leverage? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know.
0: I don't know if the other 23 committees include oversight, but they've seated other committees and so but not this one so yeah
4: weird. the hic really has something to live for now too especially after the republican mess that happened <laughs> before it switched over to the dems
0: yeah i think really the intelligence committee is sort of the crux of the oversight of russian meddling
3: that makes sense and yeah so that's kind of where they want to Mm, focus their attention yeah yeah where they want to not be helpful (laughs)
4: yeah it (laughs) also has some of like the most powerful dems sitting in congress right now for sure oh yeah
0: and the smartest too like these are like the brightest legal minds of a generation like
4: swalwell yeah he's amazing oh he's on this one okay okay
3: yeah
4: all the people that were like coming out against nunes and his foolery they're back with a vengeance (laughs) foolery yeah Tom foolery, foolery, shenanigans (laughs) yeah definitely shenanigans
0: gobbledygook yeah. I like that word gobbledygook ho- who Bruhaha. yeah there's many words
3: Hootin' nanny. I don't know I'm just <laughs> making stuff up yes hootenanny <laughs> <laughs> exactly I don't know where I heard that <laughs> it's it's a thing oh good good shenanigans
4: well thank god Muller can still continue his work and it's nothing is actually like resting on the HIC that's true we just can't ultimately. get it out to
0: the public until yeah you know, and, and also Mueller actually if in, until he gets those congressional testimonies, he can't oh, yeah, charge anyone with lying to Congress. Oh wow. Yeah, that's a good point too. So it could actually
4: be holding him up. That's true. Some of these indictments though, while they do like it seems like they mostly include lying to Congress, they also have witness tampering and some mm-hmm. other things top attached two, to it that like, hopefully he could get without those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> what are the top, top two? ten top ten answers are on the board. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What I've noticed is that people who are going to plead not guilty, people who are going to fight, Mueller charges them with all the shit. Like Mm. Stone got seven charges. Manafort got a zillion. You know, I can't, 18. Right. (laughs) Counts 10 in one and eight in the other or something like that. Um, And if he thinks they're going to cooperate, he does the lying to Congress. Yeah. yeah. Um, Charge. So, yeah, if if there are other people who want to cooperate, he needs those transcripts to be able to charge them. It could hold, like Bannon, for example, Mm -hmm. it could hold them up.
4: Yeah. Yep. Well, what I'm going to say, I know you're about to report, so I'll wait until you
0: get there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's get to Hot Notes. Just a minute. We'll be right back. Hey, Muller junkies. We want to thank Rothy's for supporting our podcast. Rothie's shoes are stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere. They transition from day to night seamlessly. I got mine, and I, I, I absolutely love them. I can't say enough good things about them. And not only are they the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn, they're super sustainable. And you know that's really important to us. Um, at Muller, she wrote, they have already recycled 20 million plastic bottles making their shoes. And you wouldn't even know that they're made out of plastic bottles because they're so soft. They're machine washable, and they have four styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker. For women and girls, and people identify as women and dudes if you're into flats. I mean, they're so amazing. I love my, I got the regular classic flat.
3: Oh, I got the loafers with the leopard print. Oh, fancy. Yeah. I got the sneakers. How do you like them?
4: I love them so much. I wear them when I serve at night because I can walk around forever and they're so comfy. It's That's like, awesome. Yeah, it's like walking on clouds.
0: Yeah, and wet dry. Like, they're super... They're just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I was really
4: impressed when we got them. Yeah, and
0: I'm not... Like, I like, really endorse this product. I friggin' love them. I never take them off. And what the, my, my favorite thing, because I'm super lazy is I can machine wash them because you know foot sweat. <laughs> but also I wear them to work a day, uh, work to work during the day and I can wear them out at night and they're like this they're just absolutely incredible and they're so soft and comfy and the, the soles of them they have their like non-slip mm-hmm. grip. They're so fantastic. they're perfect. Yeah.
4: I truly could not recommend them
1: enough.
0: Yes, me neither and I love them and I know you will too and right now they have an amazing deal for you guys, smaller junkies. Use code AG at checkout to get free shipping with no minimum. Uh, that's free shipping, free returns, free exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. And trust me, you're not going to return them anyway. <laughs> um, they're true to size. I found that out myself. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com and enter AG to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. It's a no-brainer, comfortable, stylish, and of course, very important to us, sustainable. So get yourself a pair today. Rothy's.com, promo AG, and get this deal while it lasts. You'll be glad you did. All right. Welcome back. Hot notes. All right, you guys. Today, Jordan has the Lube the Truth update from Rudy Giuliani. But first, Jalisa, you're going to break down the multiple embarrassing Trump defeats this week (laughs) at the hands of the amazing Nancy Pelosi. And if if you didn't like Nancy before you got
3: to love her now. That's kind of me. I didn't know why I didn't like her before, but now I love her. Pelosi the Pussy Whip, as we call her. Yeah. Oh,
4: oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm.
3: My hero. So, yeah, Trump is definitely getting his ass kicked politically right now. He's handed Pelosi not one but two back-to-back wins. So the first time Trump caved to Pelosi is when he agreed to not do the State of the Union address until the government was reopened. And the second time was yesterday when he agreed to temporarily reopen the government, even though he's receiving no money for the border wall.
0: That's right, because she was saying, you know, you can't do your State of the Union. And he's like, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, you can't do it. Not in my house. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to do it. No, you can't do it. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Mr. Trump, but and I didn't know this, but you actually have to get a vote in the <laughs> House to invite the president to do State of the Union. In the State of the Union, in the Constitution, it says that they have the right to give it from time to time. It doesn't say every year on January 29th in the House of Representatives. So she was like, go ahead and write a letter or whatever. But she wasn't. But then he
3: came. Yeah, because he's not entitled or as entitled as he thought. So that was beautiful. And this was crazy because Trump said the whole point of the shutdown was to get funding for the border wall. And here he is getting nothing. And I know he thinks that Pelosi's going to negotiate with him for the border wall now. But she's made it very clear that there will be no wall. Right? She said it herself. No money for the wall. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad that the shutdown is over. It's just pointing to the fact that he did this essentially for no reason. And And it's only
4: over... Sorry. No, go go ahead. It's only over for three weeks, and he's threatened that he's going to close it down again if they can't fix the wall issue. It is Or that he'll use his emergency powers granted to him by the Constitution. Bullshit. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Uh, To do that. I think he'll call a national emergency and get sued and lose again, but...
3: Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that he didn't do it initially because he usually is willing to do anything to win, you know, but in this case, I feel like he's met his match with Pelosi. You know, he knows what's at stake. She has him by his little tan tiny balls.
4: Mm. (laughs) Tan? (laughs) Do you think he tans his balls? The short and curly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he has the same head hair problem? Like with his pubes
3: Like Like a little toupee down there Like they're all over
0: to one side And when the wind blows It all flaps over (laughs) Oh
3: yeah I can see (laughs) that Reveals the
0: micropene
3: Stormy nose (laughs) Hashtag stormy nose Oh my (laughs) goodness. She does. Tell all. <laughs> so I also thought it was interesting that uh, he announced this reopening of the government on the same day as the Roger Stone arrest. So some people are speculating there's some distraction or diversion tactics there.
0: And he did it in the Rose Garden, which is generally a celebratory announcement um, mm-hmm. spot. Like traditionally when you announce something in the Rose Garden, it's because you won something. Right. And he wanted to give
4: give the, look, we did it. We're reopening the government. And people <laughs> clapped. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. It's like if you shit on yourself and then celebrated being clean. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird analogy. It's you like, know what I mean. When he I would did at- it to himself is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
3: I would thank my parents sometimes. Like I, I thank them for getting us dinner and they're like, why are you thanking us for dinner with your parents? It's kind of how this is, right? Like he should just have the government open.
0: Yeah. And and oh God, it was just you. It, it, why are you celebrating yourself right now? Yeah. You yeah. lost. Mm-hmm.
3: Bigly. <laughs> bigly. But nonetheless, Pelosi did succeed at letting Trump's base know that he's not as bold and brave as he used to be. And uh, some Republicans like Bill O'Reilly praised Trump for his quote unquote leadership, but most of them feel betrayed. Uh, most of Trump supporters like Ann Coulter, for example, she tweeted about Trump saying good news for Jer- <laughs> George Herbert Walker Bush. As of today, he is no longer the biggest wimp ever to serve as president of the United States. Damn. For once, I agree with Ann Coulter. Didn't he just die, though? Like, Not for the same reasons, but yeah. <laughs> She is cold. She gives no fucks, dude. dude. She, yeah. I think she's a robot.
4: Now that for sure, and now that Ann Coulter has turned on him, that's also a good development just for mm-hmm. morale. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons back three weeks ago, or 35 days ago, excuse me, when
0: the Democrats were like, tell you what, we'll do a continuing resolution. We'll talk about your wall and stuff, and, and you're not getting any more money, but you know we can fund the government for a while and then figure it out. He said, no, it was because Ann Coulter's face melted. Yep. Like the Nazi in the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know I've brought that up many times, but that's just it's a my Anne Coulter reference. That's my Anne Coulter visual. And so we he had to have known. He had to have known if I do this. She'll be mad. Anne Coulter is gonna be and Rush Limbaugh gonna be mad at me. His and hands are tied though. What is he gonna
3: do? Declare an emergency and he a weasel his little tiny hands out of the rope. <laughs>
4: You're right. Tiny hands.
3: (laughs) They slip through the cuffs. They come in handy for something.
4: Do you think if they ever take down the wall, there'll be like anti-tree huggers sitting up there just like refusing to leave until they're they're hugging the wall? You can't tear this down. Yeah. just watch So we're sitting along the wall. (laughs) Wall huggers, Just like right wing humpty dumpties just
3: refusing to leave. I'm going to call them huggers from now on. I really like that. Wall Yeah. yeah. I have a nickname for Trump too. The caveman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Digging it. Geico commercials.
4: (laughs) That's good. Although I would like to sell Celebrate him caving,
3: yeah. Because yeah. it's a good thing that he caved. Cave, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's In positive. General, at least mm-hmm. on this thing. Yeah. So Pelosi to Trump zero. At least. Yeah, <laughs> at least, at least. It's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. I, I would
0: say like four zero because at least like even the, she dresses better. That makes did,
3: sense. Did you see
4: that tweet that Ann Coulter had that was like, yeah, why don't instead of deporting mm-hmm. whatever some ridiculous number billion <laughs> illegals, <laughs> eleven million is yeah eleven number. yeah eleven million yes. <laughs> Um, numbers. <laughs> we, yeah, we uh, we we just got rid of Jared Kushner or something. Did you see that tweet? Fine, really? deal. Yeah, deal. Well, I didn't get. I mean, keep all of the immigrants that that, are here and give them all asylum, and we just get
0: rid
3: of Kushner. I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm just
4: wondering what that was in reference to exactly, (laughs) like where she, what angle she was coming.
3: from. Was she being racist? Like, is she saying it takes 11 million? Well, I'm gonna assume that
4: anytime (laughs) she talks, (laughs) (laughs) 11 million Mexicans equals one one Kushner. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) One (laughs) rich Jew in the White House. Yeah, that's that's probably how she sees it. Yeah. Sorry, stepped on that joke. That's funny. Oh, no worries.
0: Math uh, They're afraid <laughs> of numbers Because numbers are Arabic Yes And so they, they fear them mm-hmm. That's my I've been saying that for years It makes a lot I'm of sorry sense sorry if you've heard it before
3: But I'm gonna keep saying it If you're xenophobic Numbers are Numbers scary. are Arabic <laughs> Yeah They are Alright
0: Jordan What happened in the world At Kaludi Rudy this week Because it was a fantastic week for us Not it, so good for him
4: Yeah it really was And patrons You've already heard this reporting So you can muffs If you'd like for the next few minutes um, <laughs> Earmuffs Yeah Cause it's pretty I mean any Yeah It It's kind of traumatizing just to hear anything about all these people so you know do whatever you need to do (laughs) so Giuliani goes on CNN uh he lubes the truth this week but the but the lube it's very messy he just makes a complete (laughs) fool of himself and everything. He did a series of interviews in in which he was just like entirely all over the place and uh, pretty much he covers a bunch of topics that this time at least he was asked about which is off topic for him itself. Usually he's just word vomiting stuff that no one asked about. Uh, (laughs) He still got himself into trouble though. That definitely is not an element that was absent (laughs) this week.
0: (laughs) It reminds me of that whole fucking scene in Goonies and I know we've used this clip before and maybe we'll use it again here. Uh, but basically they're they, like are threatening the chunk, the little kid, oh, yeah. to tell him everything <laughs> that they know. And and he's like, okay, when I was seven, I Pushed my sister down the stairs and blamed it on the dog, you know, and he just goes into this whole big diatribe of shit that nobody fucking asked for. I love that clip. And that's what Rudy does. You're like, hey, Rudy, how old are you? No one colluded with anyone, <laughs> and I don't visit Russia six times a year. The end. You know? Yeah. And you're
4: like, whoa, bro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this week, since there was all, and there was enough news that came out that had enough questions to keep him busy on actual answers, to actual questions uh, The first thing that he Or just one of the things I should say Because this is also disjunctive And he's just blurping Blurping? That's a, that's that's a, a, that's a, a word blurping. Now it's yeah. like blumpkins but <laughs> Through the mouth yeah. yeah exactly He's blurping everywhere <laughs> At all these different times <laughs> On all these different topics I watch too many South Park episodes Sometimes <laughs> I, think. Uh, I need to watch more uh, So Basically one of the first things is about the BuzzFeed news, obviously, that comes out and reports that Trump directed Cohen to lie to Congress in his testimony. Giuliani says that he doesn't know if Trump and Cohen had ever even spoken at all about his testimony, but if they did speak, he certainly didn't direct him to lie. <laughs> Right. It, and that's Take my so word for it.
0: typical. It didn't happen, but if it did, I didn't do this. And even if I did, it's not a crime. Hillary's emails. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We, we. That's exactly the same yes. MO that they've always been using. And
3: they learned it from, is it Roy Cohn? He was the originator, yes. That, uh, not Gary not Cohn. Not Gary Cohn. <laughs> the- I always mix, up my, I mix right up my old man, white right. dudes, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but that was Roy Cohn. Like, deny attack. And
3: yeah. He was so evil. Oh,
4: God. It pretty gross, yeah. Yeah. Well, so are these guys yeah they all fucking suck and they just keep regenerating like skin cells <laughs> on a baby's bottom yeah Um. so Jake Tapper then, then uh, calls him out and is like wait hold up so did you just admit that there is a chance that Cohen and Trump spoke and Giuliani's like yeah, but that would be perfectly normal and if they did talk, uh attorney client privilege might prevent me from saying anything about it right now as I sit here on your show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's their whole another element we missed
0: in the roadmap.
4: And that's gonna be the attorney client privilege.
0: Well, yeah, well that's gonna be their whole defense, right? They hired seventeen lawyers and they've already been talking, it's gonna be executive privilege, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Uh
4: of course his defense of Donald Trump wouldn't be complete with saying that Cohen is a complete liar and lies about everything all the time. <laughs> Uh, in conclusion. <laughs> yes. And he says, uh, <laughs> Do we ever make a joke about them saying in collusion accidentally? Oh. Cause it's going to thing we can do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what? That was a weird way to deliver a joke, what I just did. It was <laughs> a
3: nice little riff. Had to be there, AG. <laughs> I wasn't there.
4: Yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> anyway, in collusion. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. I do enjoy it. <laughs> Ladies uh, and jelly spoons.
0: <laughs> if I can quote Eddie Izzard. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
4: Uh, So he... Uh, Giuliani is saying that Cohen is, is a liar and he's going to continue to lie just to do whatever he needs to do to get his sentence reduced. So that kind of closes the chapter, sort of, on the BuzzFeed loop the truth. It's not even... I mean, I guess you can call it lube the truth. It's really just more of a meltdown, just a lube <laughs> in the hot sun exploded in the car. That's more what this is. Well, what was really uh, interesting is Joyce Vance uh, tweeted out
0: uh, recently, I think it was today or yesterday, about after the Roger Stone indictments came out, like, hey, did everyone notice or and did anyone notice that since um, Rudy came out and said there was no collusion and even if there, I didn't say there was any collusion um, with Trump, with anyone in the campaign, I just said there was no collusion with Trump. I didn't say there was no collusion with anybody in the campaign. Right. right. Then the Roger Stone indictment comes out and Joyce White Vance pointed out, does it sting a little less? Definitely. That is lube to truth, And for I'm like, sure. that's why you lube, yep. is to prevent the sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: But then he didn't really stick by his lube. In no. This. That didn't. was the thing. <laughs> it's yeah, a slippery lube. He <laughs> got all over his stomach and there was nothing <laughs> else to, I'm sorry, these are mechanical lubes, not... Yes. Yes. Yeah. For the children that whose parents some reason, for some reason might <laughs> <laughs> listen to our show. I'd let talking. my kids listen yeah. if I had them. They're the same know. parents that bring them to Burning Man. And
0: they oh, yeah. d- they do that. They're like, you you know, know, awesome my parents. child listens to this show and I can't believe you fat shamed Donald Trump. And I'm like, <laughs> y- but all the fucking lubing is totally fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm so
3: sorry. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, hey. You parent your way. Yeah. Oh, totally. We do have some cool parents that I listen to, and they're often bragging about how their kids will like drop. That's an true. F-bomb That's and fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Those are my favorite fans. I'm sorry, we're probably not helpful in that. But well behaved women
0: never make history. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: No, I love that kids listen to us. I think we just we're just real, you know? We're not yeah. like insidiously putting anything into their brains. No. Hello, children. If you're <laughs> listening to me right now, you'll remember this voice forever. Subliminal <laughs> so messages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obey your parents. <laughs> Obey your parents. Uh, the Democrat. My Street rocks. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, he he. Then there's a conversation that comes up on these interviews um, about the Trump Tower meeting discussions, right? So, Giuliani in an earlier interview had let some beans slope when he said that talks about Trump Tower Moscow. Definitely continue through the campaign as late as October or November of 2016. Oops. That's right,
0: because (laughs) Cohen was saying uh, they went through summer. Uh, Trump told us to stop it in January, but they went through summer. And now Rudy is saying... Right up to the election
4: Yes and as we know The initial story from Cohen Was that those talks Stopped in January 2016 And then he amended His testimony And admitted to lying And said that it was actually Through June of 2016 Now Giuliani is getting on here Saying that it could have been As late as October Or November of 2016 (laughs) It just keeps going Then uh, They're probably still In talks right now We don't even (laughs) Right Well yeah And they do say So Giuliani uh, He goes on Meet the press on Sunday And he says that about, he says about all this stuff, quote, the tapes will prove Trump's innocence about directing Trump or going to lie to Congress, end quote. And then, like, literally immediately after that, it's like, wait, there are no tapes. I shouldn't have said tapes. Just, sorry. No, nothing. No, nothing about the tapes. Yeah. And he, he he said,
0: I've gone through all the tapes. There was nothing like that. And Jake Tapper, I think, goes, tapes. What tapes have you gone through? He's like, I shouldn't have said tapes.
4: I shouldn't have said <gasps> tapes. I only meant texts and emails. I don't even know if we have those. <laughs> Just, wow. And that's why I think the BuzzFeed reporting... Uh, the, the inconsistency is the
0: reason that special counsel, if Whitaker didn't tell him to come out and, and say that the BuzzFeed reporting was inaccurate, I think the reason the special counsel came out and said it was inaccurate is because in the BuzzFeed reporting they said texts emails and a tranche of documents right and i think they're tapes so i i think they they which would be mischaracterizing the evidence that Mueller's office has which is what the statement said that special counsel put out about the buzzfeed reporting i think there are tapes rudy said there aren't he didn't go through any of them yeah he says there are no tapes
4: (laughs) he does say that there are emails and texts though i I know
0: i was being Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah, yes, yes, totally. No, I was more correcting a joke that I made like thirty seconds ago that would suggest that he didn't say that they had t- emails right. and Jordan's texts. But he does for her jokes. Sorry. No, 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 not even a joke. <laughs> was more that was more just shit coming out of my mouth that that had no intent behind. We can it. all
3: agree rudy the
4: liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of us are the bad guys here. That's cool. true. Oh god, it gets on you you follow it for long enough you know I'm, I feel slimy
3: I do feel luby
4: yeah <laughs> bad luck it floats around it's gotta <laughs> land on somebody
3: <laughs> I'm really
0: in
4: a Shawshank mood today I don't know why <laughs> I dig it I gotta watch that movie last time I saw it was when I was like 10 and Same. I just do not think it had the effect on me it was supposed to Something it's about... on every day on TBS like why aren't you watching it all the time <laughs> I watch Sandy on cable.
0: TBS yeah, <laughs> yeah no comment <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so okay so then Giuliani releases a David to walk back those comments and he says uh, wait you know I take that back there's no way to know exactly when the conversation topped about Trump Tower meeting because we have no record of it. It's like, oh all right. So yeah, like you said AG it could be even worse. They could still <laughs> currently be talking about it. They have no idea or no records. So that's a brilliant thing he just re- released. Uh, but I but think
0: meanwhile like half a tower is built in Moscow right now. We don't even know.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's half a tower? <laughs> Yeah, as we all know, though, like obviously they have records, and we did talk mm-hmm. about that. Maybe they're they're putting an invisibility cloak around it, <laughs> yes, and we can't that see it. That matches the skyline. Oh, that'd be so yes. funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then when it re- reveals itself, the it David, just like ripples down, and then <laughs> yeah. David Copperfield comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I have created! Yeah, like some shitty knockoff Cirque du Soleil show <laughs> or something.
0: Like Everyone, you. my favorite, David Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> He's totally into realism.
4: <laughs> and totally still relevant. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> bigly relevant <laughs> we worked together in vegas yesterday <laughs> uh, um, so so even if the talks did go through october or november of 2016 giuliani said that again following his roadmap that wouldn't really matter because the most progress the talks made was simply just an unfunded letter of intent uh I think a letter of intent even if it is unfunded still sounds pretty bad and pretty collusion-y. Mm-hmm.
0: But didn't we learn earlier in some of my reporting that Sperm Bank did fund and right. there's a
4: $90 million discrepancy? That's right that there's right. yeah there's a and th- when did that when did that news come out Thursday? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah that would be why. I wrote this Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm totally recycling my hot note from our midweek episode. Oh, well, you that's there it's was the no facts. there was yeah. no
0: update on that. There was not, except yeah. for what I just said, which is why we're here. Absolutely. <laughs>
4: thank you. Well I feel done. very oriented. <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> we can't see that anymore. <laughs>
0: It's, oh, okay. No, it's okay
4: i have a joke about that but my grandpa thinks uh, orientations are i shouldn't say this on air it's way too not pc for a non-stand-up audience i'm just gonna you for the live show yeah, Jordan. yeah i'm gonna say you can look up urban dictionary orientation i submitted it it's officially on urban dictionary right now happen,
3: jordan. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: making <laughs> things happen that's awesome okay. jordan
4: a- anyway i'm so sorry <laughs> this has been as ridiculous as Giuliani's Live the Truth tour. <laughs> uh so yes, the the letter of intent seemed to actually have some finances attached to it, as A.G. reported in just a fact. So definitely put some beans on that shit. That is just beginning to become known to the public what actually went down there. Uh, So then in another interview with a New Yorker, Giuliani was asked, this is one of my favorite parts, I think, he was asked if he was worried that his defending Trump would affect his legacy. And he said this amazing goddamn quote. Okay, quote, absolutely. I am afraid it will be on my gravestone. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, he lied for Trump. (laughs) Somehow, I don't think that will be it. But if it is, so what do I care? I'll be dead. I figure I could explain it to St. Peter. He will be on my side because I am so far. I don't think, as a lawyer, I ever said anything that's untruthful. I have a sense of ethics that is as high as anybody you can imagine. End mm-hmm. quote. You're as high as anybody if you think yeah. your ethics are awesome. Get and tombstone.
3: Yeah, <laughs> 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 all of that.
0: Along, you know, people get like the tattoos of yeah. words all the way down just
4: their stream
3: of consciousness <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the guy's just chiseling his last words. Like, okay, okay. I thought okay. it was a fake quote. I heard that like circulating. I thought it was fake. That's no, real. yeah, we really said that. Yeah, he really said that. And I lied
0: for Trump. <laughs> will be on his gravestone. And so yeah.
3: obsessed with death.
0: And, yeah, because he always guy. talks about, I, I'll be dead by then.
3: Yeah. Over my
0: dead body. Maybe
3: I'll be dead. Yeah. Self-awareness. I think he
0: still hasn't let go of that thing where they tried to install somebody at the GSA to protect the GSA transition emails, and that guy died, and they didn't realize it, and that's mm-hmm. why Mueller was allowed to go in and get all those GSA emails. Oh, I just don't yeah. think he's let that go. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Lawyers die. Lawyers die all the time. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I could die. And then yeah. On my gravestone, it'll be... Highlight for Trump.
4: Yeah, he is very uh, existence insecure. Oh, wow. It's, re- it's really That's weird. A new one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not weird. It's the fundamental base of all of our fears, basically. So yeah, yeah. I, guess I sympathize I that. with that. But yeah. oh. it's mm. also Rudy. Yeah, yeah. meta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the basic uh, base of all of our fears, really. <laughs> Jordan Gets Deep. more It be its own segment.
4: There's this really good book called uh, Flight from Death, or it's like a documentary or something. It's really good. Flight It basically from death. proves that thesis, that yeah. we're just all constantly fleeing from death. So in the new oh, episode, I so, so in the new pod. I title of it, but it's So great. in the
0: new pod, we have to just yeah. get Jordan Goes Deep. Sorry. Yes Were we Sorry. talking about yeah. ag- No I'm serious I'm not even
4: high right now <laughs> Because everybody
0: uh, Chuck it out at, at some point Once Mueller This you know We're done with the Mueller investigation We're going to start a new pod We're going to bring the news to you Weekly or maybe on a daily basis We'll figure it out Let us know Email us at Hello at Mueller she Wrote Tell us what you want Or hit us up on Twitter um, But the Hello at Mueller She Wrote better So I have a, a You know A documentation of Oh it. yeah but we should have a Jordan goes deep segment where you just go existential nihilistic on all of our
4: asses. I so you. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Thank yeah. you. I'm dead inside. Mortality. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be Jordan's great. Jordan's mortality. I would legitimately love to do that. Nice. It is fun to think about in our primitive monkey brains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, aren't we just a virus? <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Hmm. That's true. Okay. Anyway, and the summer's a fever. Let's (laughs) get a fever. And
3: the only cure is more (laughs) muller. Bring it. I just got that reference. That took me a (laughs) while. That's clever, though, now that I put it together. (laughs) Uh, oh shit Okay <clears throat> so <clears throat> So he's done. dead He's I got promise. some shit On his
4: gravestone Yeah yeah He's to And now his, we know His
0: gravestone Is going to be more Vandalized than Jim Morrison's <laughs> Because people are just Going to keep showing up And writing that Spray painting that shit On his gravestone f- Into modernity
4: 1000% And he probably Is doing this Because he felt so irrelevant After 2008 That he's like I gotta do something To get me on the map After I oh, die yeah. and we, for me, better I'm, than
3: Not being famous at all yeah. Now
4: we need a,
0: a Like a cartoon Of Giuliani's gravestone With a ghost of Giuliani Where people are coming up And messing with it like 100 years from now going i still i'm relevant still <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah you can Hell make political yeah. cartoons. scenes get it's a good <laughs> if idea if i could draw yeah. yeah yeah um all right so after Giuliani does all of this right um he he infuriates trump trump is absolutely furious watching all these interviews reading all these interviews largely because
0: Fier- furious <laughs>
4: yes furious as he says um Largely, I think Trump was so upset because when the news came out about Mueller's team partially, you know, refuting aspects of the BuzzFeed reporting that Trump directed Cohen to lie, Trump was thinking, "Yes, this is going to be a victory for me this week." And then it totally did not turn into a victory because Giuliani went on TV. And answered a bunch of all these requests uh, questions and in print so it's everywhere <laughs> and just completely stirred up all of this controversy that's arguably getting as much coverage if not more than that whole story about Mueller refuting buzzfeed did mm-hmm. ivanka and jared are also apparently telling trump that he really needs to fire giuliani before things get worse <laughs> which um i think he's going to be indicted dude giuliani yeah yeah for threatening cohen on television,
3: yeah, I want to. I want to grab him if I can. Well, I'll wait till it's time. Yeah. F- who goes first this week? Oh, um,
4: I think you.
0: Did I Jilly went first stuff.
3: last week because I said Stone. Oh yeah. yeah so I, now we're back
0: to you. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh snap!
4: Okay. I want Giuliani. Yeah, you can have him. You yeah. can have him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to wrap this we're up, we're all
0: just humans. We're all going to die anyway. So what does <laughs> fantasy really <and> <laughs> even matter? I mean, you know, we're just viruses on the earth,
4: and so well, Yeah. So whatever, Love Jordan. mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is... Yes. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. I'm getting way too into my 15-year-old brain. It's too smart for my own good. Just like, I don't get it at oh. all. All right. That's my Twitter handle. Jordan's confused. That's where it all came from. Mm. Oh, wow. It all okay. makes sense. No one cares, Jordan. All right. So people close to the president are wondering... Jeez, so did you hear something? Just now? <laughs> Oh, I could
1: <kissed> the <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so oblivious oh, that, perfect.
4: that made me <laughs> so happy
0: all right so <laughs> i think the best part of this week though with all those interviews and stuff was when uh, trump tried to come up with a nickname for nancy pelosi and the best he could do was nancy oh yeah as i yeah. call her
4: <laughs> as i call her that's what he said right i yeah. mean
0: it's
3: disrespectful not to call her madam speaker but right hey, nancy who i call Oh, Nancy. I guess that's what he meant. I thought he was just having a brain fart. I think he was having a brain <laughs> fart.
4: Yeah, he calls her like the same thing her husband does. Ooh, how disrespectful! <laughs> uh, so
3: needle
0: nose
4: Nancy, <laughs> Nancy the head. Yeah, he could have really gone deep there. Um, so to wrap it all up. <laughs> People close to the president are wondering if Trump has lost his mind because he is so infuriated by all of this, like I said. But it's like apparently really, really, really bad to the point where he's just screaming, like literally screaming mad. And apparently Giuliani himself is also not doing too well because recently inside sources said that he has said that he, quote, hates the job, unquote, and that the final Mueller
3: report will be, quote,
4: horrific, unquote, for Trump. So maybe he just doesn't give a fuck anymore.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's throwing some mixed signals out there. He's like, ride or die, but also he hates his life. Also, he's going to die. I don't know what's going on. Ride or die, but I'm going to
0: (laughs) die. And ride. I'm going to ride and die. Ride and die. That's Giuliani. Ride and die. You ever seen
4: that Nicolas Cage movie? No. That's me. That's me. Oh, (laughs) no. <laughs> ghost rider or whatever oh, yeah. every time people uh, talk about
0: how uh, the Repu- you know republicans come say republican party we freed the slaves We're the, you, the democrats are racist blah 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 You know, I always think of like, you know, Nicolas Cage won an Oscar, but a lot of shit's happened since then. So (laughs) can we
4: not? Yeah, people could change. That's a really good point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to do something a little different uh, because we've only gotten through these two hot notes. We're going to take a break now. We're going to come back with my hot note in the interview with Jennifer Taub uh, regarding the Stone uh, indictment. Then we're going to finish up... um, with with the fantasy indictment league sabotage, I'm going to put sabotage in front of the fantasy indictment league this okay. week so that we all can have the pertinent information. <laughs> I figured you guys would enjoy that. Makes sense. And then we'll wrap up. So this is going to be our last commercial break. Then we're going to come back with the hot note interview, Jennifer Tubb, fantasy indictment league sabotage wrap up. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, Mueller junkies. We want to thank Warby Parker for supporting Mueller, she wrote. Warby Parker makes high-quality, stylish, affordable glasses. They start at $95, and that includes the prescription lenses, which have anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. And this is the cool part. For every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. And that just touches my heart so much. And the coolest thing is their home try-on program. It allows you to get five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door. You try them on in the comfort of your own home. You can get feedback from your friends Take selfies, put them on Insta, whatever. Keep the frames for five days, send them back for free using the prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. So right now, if you head to warbyparker.com slash AG and place your home try-on order, make sure to download the Warby Parker app from the iTunes App Store. So... I personally I've been using Warby Parker forever so is my husband so is her, our brand manager she mm-hmm. uses Warby Parker she absolutely sings their praises she actually referred me to Warby Parker I have the Brady they're clear frames mm-hmm. they're nice and clean and square and I absolutely think that they're super fantastic and I got to try them all on that's the big part right you get to try them on
4: yeah I uh I really love bigger glasses that are kind of funkier in shape and Warby Parker is great for that there's this one frame called the Evy it's E-V-V-Y I really like those a lot they're just bigger and they're kind of fun and they're really sturdy like you said the home try on is amazing the customer service is
3: also really great they're uh they're a great company yeah, their customer service is outstanding. Oh, yeah. I really like the little wilding frames. They're like little uh, like Harry Potter golden glasses. <laughs> they're really cute. You look nerdy but stylish in them, so I like those a lot. Well, that's the thing. So, you guys, you can try Warby Parker for yourself. See how good you look in their frames. Go to warbyparker.com
0: ag to order your own free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. That's warbyparker.com ag. Be, be sure to type lowercase ag. And if you have an iPhone X, iPhone X, I don't know what they call them, Uh, I do not yet, but now I kind of want that. Because you can download the Warby Parker app and try their new Find Your Fit feature. The app measures key facial features through the phone's uh, true depth camera and suggests which Warby Parker frames best fit your face. Wow. That's awesome. Now I need to go get an iPhone 10. All right, cool. (laughs) I have a million dollars. Let's just go (laughs) do it. Uh, Anyway, again, guys, warbyparker.com slash AG to order your free home try-on kit today with free shipping all around. You'll be glad you did. All right. Thanks for being flexible with our new, I don't know, order of operations. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do my hot note now, you guys, and this is a a good one. This is my favorite one uh, that I've ever done, I think, because we've been waiting for this for so long. Uh, Friday morning in the wee hours, 29 SWAT officers with 17 police vehicles knocked politely on Roger Stone's door and dragged him off in handcuffs. <laughs> not in a nasty way. He went uh, more willingly than that. But he, he was then indicted on seven charges of obstruction, witness tampering, and lying to Congress. He's out on $250,000 bail, uh, and he said he will plead not guilty. After giving the Nixon victory sign on the courthouse steps, like we talked about, he said, quote, I intend to tell, I intend to tell the truth. I've told the truth throughout this entire process, says the dude that has amended his congressional testimony three times. Um, he angled for a pardon, saying he will not testify against Trump. He will not bear false witness against Trump, even though the evidence against him is overwhelming. And anyone in his position with that much evidence against them would be begging for a plea deal. Which leads me to believe at this juncture, and this is conjecture, I'm, I think he's been promised a pardon by Trump. Um, and I hope he and Manafort realize that if they're pardoned, they lose their Fifth Amendment protections and will have to testify before Congress and the courts fully. Also of note, everyone involved in the arrest of Roger Stone Friday, the FBI agents, SWAT, the marshals, the bailiffs, none of them are being paid right now or they weren't, uh, due to the government shutdown. So a great big thank you to all those involved for doing your jobs without being paid. <laughs> and uh, guess which judge has been assigned to Roger Stone's case in D.C.? Mm, Jackson? Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> he if you're pulled, nasty. <laughs> People Judge Jackson if you're nasty. I think that that's amazing. So I got to speak to Jennifer Taub this week about the Stone indictment, and Jalisa, can you play that interview? Oh, yeah. OK, guys, joining us today to discuss the Stone indictment is law professor and author of the financial crisis book called Other People's Houses uh, and White Collar Crime Casebook. It's Jennifer Taub. Jennifer, welcome to Mueller. welcome back to Mueller. She wrote.
1: Thank you. I'm really happy to be back.
0: I am very glad you're here because you are a law professor and I am not. Um, I've never even taken a law class in my life and I'm I'm parsing through this indictment of Roger Stone. And to me, it reads more like uh, uh, an installment in the Godfather series than uh, anything legal I've ever read before. It's pretty amazing. And I was hoping maybe you could help break it down for us.
1: Sure. I I think there's probably a good reason that it seems like an installment in the, uh, the Godfather movie series because the unbelievably the indictment actually does mention the Godfather. Um, so uh, <laughs> it
0: does Godfather too. It's right in there. It
1: spells it out. Look, I mean if you want to just sum this up in the most simple sense, uh, you know, today was a really, really bad day for individual one. Um, this uh, if you look closely, at this indictment it is not good for trump um, it's not good uh, for some unnamed members of his campaign um, you know so it's it's there's there's a lot that this that this reveals it's one of these so-called talking indictments where through this grand jury indictment Mueller gives us a little more information on his his theory um connecting the uh russian hacking conspirators with members of his, of the trump campaign so so there's some storytelling here um but but the counts against stone alone are very very significant and as you probably know there's seven counts five of them are making false statements to to congress one is obstruction Um, uh, of an agency proceeding and then and the last one is is witness tampering these are very very serious crimes and you know don't let some of the you know forever trumpers who will defend him to the very last day of his presidency tell you otherwise these are serious crimes
0: right they like to call them quote-unquote process crimes um which is odd considering what clinton was impeached for (laughs) Was
1: lying to Congress, you know, what's really interesting, this false statement statute that has been used um, against many of the Mueller defendants, they've pleaded guilty to it, this 18 U.S.C. 1001. What's really interesting is that false statement statute was deliberately very recently amended by Congress back in 1996. Um, I guess that's recent to me, but um it was... It was.
0: For- I still write 1996 on my checks, so it's probably. Yeah,
1: it had been. It had been passed in the early 20th century, and um, and there had been a, a court case that um, that had interpreted the language of the original false statement statute to so only make criminal lying to um, a, an executive, you know, part of the executive branch. So in order to remedy that. In 1996, Congress passed a law to make absolutely clear, expanded the language to make absolutely clear that lying to a congressional committee, for example, is covered by the statute. So this is not a process crime. You cannot gather evidence of criminality. You cannot um, enforce our laws if people are allowed to lie to Congress or lie to the FBI. It's not a process crime. It's quite substantive
0: right and and even if uh you know when we talk about getting a, a little bit later we'll talk about uh collusion as um uh obstruction right which is kind of what the whole uh Benjamin Wittes came out uh in in the Lawfare blog about talking about specifically the firing of Comey it wasn't just obstruction of justice as we think of it in the you know the regular purview, but it's it's a national security issue and becomes a counterintelligence problem because it impedes the FBI's ability to investigate Russian meddling. And I think exactly. And I think lying to Congress can also kind of fall under that category, too. When you lie to Congress, it impedes congressional ability to to, you know, perform these investigations fully.
1: I agree. And what's what's amazing here is there's there are a lot of facts laid down in this indictment. Um, that should not disappoint people. I, you know, a lot, a lot of folks um, who read this first thing in the morning, you know, at six thirty, um, when it was put up on the special counsel's website, the first thing, reaction they had is, oh no, um, conspiracy. You know, why, why was he charged with conspiracy? Does that mean that all he has on Stone is that he obstructed and he lied? And he, he witnessed tampered. And I just want to step back and say, no, there's a lot more here. But first, let's just actually look at those counts alone. I mean, we're, this is kind of incredible. We have we have um, Roger Stone, close ally with Donald Trump, closely associated with the campaign. We have allegations here that he threatened a witness, um, who we believe is um, Randy Credico, a, a uh, talk— I think he's like a, a talk, a conservative talk radio guy that he that he I guess I didn't use really the word threatened, but he corruptly persuaded him not to testify before a congressional committee. And he, right? if I read it co-
0: correctly, I think he was telling him to take the fifth. And then he said, yes. if, if you don't, I'm going to kill your dog.
1: Right. <laughs> It's interesting. They didn't consider the way the indictment is worded. They didn't call that a threat. They said it was corruptly persuading him. But yes, he told him. I mean, it's amazing. Even after Credico decides to take the fifth after after um, Stone pressures him. I mean, he, he, he absolutely threatens to kill his dog. This is where the godfather um, comes in. I mean, it's really it's really unbelievable. It says that he uh, he told Credico... Um, on many occasions, including December of 2017, that he should do a Frank. Pen- I don't how do you pronounce this guy's name from The Godfather. Pen. Pen-, Pen- ah. I'm gonna have trouble. I have not. I have not watched The Godfather Part Two. I'm awful. I mean, The Godfather Part One is is one of the best American films about about a crime, but um, in crime families. But it's Pentangelly? Is that the name? Yeah,
0: Pent and Jelly, I I believe is it. I've I've only seen, and this is going to be amazing i've i've only watched the godfather trilogy within the last five years um uh, and so uh and what a you know the godfather three uh, but two was really amazing and i think that that's what you
1: know i was going to watch it the other day there's this really cool thing um on, on twitter there's this historian who um, these historians watch movies and try to you know d- you know try to tweet about the historical um, it, 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 movies like the, for example they were watching the Godfather trilogy so they get everybody to watch it on Wikipedia at exactly Wikipedia I'm sorry God I'm getting I'm getting like so they, there's this group and they um, they are historians and they tweet and they have everyone go on Netflix at the same time and a few weeks ago they were all watching the Godfather trilogy and they were going to be you know in, you know tweeting out and making comments you know about historical accuracy of certain things I don't know or just commenting on maybe um, you know the the Italian mob families. I'm not sure exactly what the, the plan was, and I, I was don't know. Going it's great, though. It. It's like
0: a live, it's, interactive mystery science theater 3000 or pop up video. It
1: sounds great. <laughs> except the reason why I I kind of decided not to because I actually think everything going on with the Mueller investigation, as well as, um, as well as Michael Cohen and so on, is much more interesting than fiction at this point. So I'm not really interested in entering a, you know, a fantasy world. I'm much more interested in digging into these, into these facts, but that brings us back to this. I mean, he, he absolutely, th- you know, says he would kill his dog he th- or sort of, he also says he should act like this character from the Godfather film. He said who this character testified before a congressional committee and in the testimony claimed not to know critical information that he did know. And by the way, doing that is, um, is uh, you know, lying to a congressional committee, which is um, I- exactly the crime, ironically now, um, that through this indictment he has been, you know, he's been charged with. So it didn't, this is something he was advising Credico to do that he himself did. Yeah.
0: And he and he was saying things to Credico like, uh, quote, I'm not talking to the FBI. And if you're smart, you won't either. And then, of course, this one was, I think, the most uh, interesting one where he said and when you're talking about, you know, why why you don't want to watch The Godfather 2, you don't need to. We have it playing out live in front of our whole faces. He says, you're a rat, a stoolie. You backstab your friends, run your mouth my lawyers are dying, R.I.P. My, my lawyers are dying to rip you to shreds. And he would. And he said, I'm going to take that dog away from you, referring to his dog. And then on about the same day, he said, I'm so ready. Let's get it on. Prepare to die, motherfucker. And I'm, I'm putting in motherfucker because it says expletive.
1: It says expletive. I was trying to, I am so glad you chose an expletive because I was like, what is the expletive? Like with all these things like, you know, organization one, I'm like, cool, that's WikiLeaks. Person one, okay, that's Corzi. Person two, you know, we got it. Uh, that's critical. But what is the expletive? I feel like we need to know more.
0: Yeah, I think it's fucker or motherfucker. That would be my guess. How do you know? Uh, it's just my I mean, guess. You know? just my guess with, with the language that they speak in The Godfather. <laughs> or maybe it's
1: Well, let's speak about the other. It could be groups. cocksucker. I, I mean, it's... there's, you
0: know, maybe he just got finished <laughs> watching. Um, oh, what was that show where they say cocksucker every other word? Deadwood? Yeah. Who knows? I don't uh, know. But it's fun to guess, right?
1: Yeah, it absolutely is. What's also fun to try to figure out, I, I think that the, the, one of the most important paragraphs in the whole indictment is this paragraph 12. Yes, paragraph 12. And so just to give it some context, I mean, you know, I've read this indictment now twice and I've taken these detailed notes, constructing a timeline, um, including this indictment and some of the others, because I'm trying to see what Mueller has already revealed to us that he believes. In other words, I think what I'm trying to honestly do here um, is to make a Mueller report, like we may never, you know, as you know, this, the regulation doesn't require him to report to the public and we may never see whatever it is he um, reports out to the attorney general. So I'm just trying to see what he's already said and make that my own little Mueller report. And what's really, really chilling is this timeline. Everything seems to be happening in July and it just seems to it seems when you read this indictment along with the public comments Trump was making in July of 2016, including on Twitter and including in speeches, you are left with the sense, the absolute certainty that he was either directly or through someone on the campaign telling Roger Stone to go out and reach out to Julian Assange to get more of the emails that had been stolen. Uh, by Russian officials. I mean, there's no, you 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 cannot read this indictment with it, it, and not see that that's what we're being told. And I and, and that kind of just it, where you see that is starting. I'm going to get to that paragraph 12, but if you just look at this timeline, um, on July 22, 2016, is when the indictment tells us WikiLeaks, which is run by Julian Assange, releases documents that have been stolen from the Democratic National Committee. And if you've looked at the earlier indictments by Mueller, like the July indictment, you know how WikiLeaks got the stolen documents, that WikiLeaks got them via Guccifer 2.0, who is just a, you know, avatar of these, these Russian government officials. So we know that WikiLeaks is working hand in hand with the people who violated the law. Who are part of, who are being accused of being part of a criminal conspiracy to violate the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. So that's that. You can start there. So we get July 22nd. We get to WikiLeaks, who has worked with these indicted Russian conspirators, releases these stolen documents. Then um, what we get right after that, according to this indictment, and I'm just quoting this paragraph 12. After the July. 22nd, 2016, release of stolen DNC emails by WikiLeaks, a senior Trump campaign official was directed to contact Stone about any additional releases and what other damaging information WikiLeaks had regarding the Clinton campaign. And then Stone thereafter told the Trump campaign about potential future releases of damaging material by WikiLeaks. There's a lot to unpack there, but what, it, what seems clear is that there's someone, some senior Trump campaign official, we don't know who that is, who was, um, who contacted Stone about, about getting in touch with WikiLeaks. But above that person, above this senior Trump campaign official, is someone else who did the directing. And that's what we're
0: wondering, um, And and I think it's what's really interesting to me. And uh, you know, I'm not a law professor. I don't have a legal degree. I do have a a doctorate, and I learned a lot uh, in my dissertation about passive voice versus active voice. And uh, from my understanding, usually these documents, uh, which you know we've we've all read through a ton of them, are in the active voice. And it would normally say, uh, uh, you know, after the July 22nd release of stolen emails by WikiLeaks, senior Trump campaign official one was directed by individual one to contact stone like they these two people contacted him and did this it wouldn't be a senior trump official was directed to contact stone about additional it's a very passive voice do you know by the way the sentencing guidelines what they say about these charges what the range is
1: um so the sentencing guidelines um have you know an, an x and a y-axis kind of and so you have to know it depends on the, the criminal history one part of it is a criminal history. Of the person, um, and then there is also um, the, the seriousness of a, the offense. So we're not we're talking in the it, you, the guidelines would give you in the months, not in the years
0: for all seven charges.
1: Um, for each of the um, for each of the offenses together, yeah. I I I have to actually it gets a little more complicated because I'm not sure sometimes individual counts. I just need to I'm not entirely sure whether having more accounts is going to actually increase um, increase the sentence in this case.
0: Yeah, no, but I, I do feel like uh, people who seem to be uh, have the propensity for cooperating got charged with fewer counts as those who did not. Like Manafort, yeah. for example, here we've got Seven on Stone. We know he's going to come out with his victory Nixon fingers and say, I'm not a crook, and, and basically angled for a pardon on public television today when he said, I'm not going to justify against Trump. You can't make me.
1: Yes. And then that very bold Nixon posture with his arms out, the I am not a crook pose, which I think probably his entire life he has been waiting to do on, uh, you know, on. Um, yeah. That was like his swan song moment right there. He's like, here, I get to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes out and he does <laughs> this weird thing. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to really know what his mental health is or has ever been. I mean, he's a, he's an unusual character, um, and possibly not the best witnesses witness, but it turns out, um, he, you know, even though he said, I'm not an email guy, turns out he was, and there's plenty of records. Um, and so really what I think we need to know now is, uh, you know, what is, is senior Trump campaign official going to do? But I want to jump to the other thing, which seems that, you know, one of the more important things to remember, I thought Ben, Ben Wittes's commentary a few weeks back, um, that, you know, what if the, um, what if the obstruction is the collusion, And and what he meant by that is, let's just let's just stop for a moment and say, okay, let's if this is all there is, just like if we just stop time and say, let's imagine we we don't we can't find anything more in the future, like we're just not going to find stuff out. Right here, what we know right now is nauseating, and gives me the chills to even think about this. This is because we have Roger Stone publicly. we had, according to this WikiLeaks publicly, we have Trump and his campaign and his administration and his spokespeople and his lawyers um, making all these public denials. But yet the truth was, or was known by WikiLeaks and by the Russian government. So these folks were subject to high security risks for blackmail and things like that. I, I also want to say, again, if we don't even go past this, Mueller is operating in the criminal justice sphere. We are, you know, members of a society that has a constitution and there is something called impeachment. And if what's happening here, um, you know, what's happening here needs to be looked through, look, looked at that way. And one of the, you know, the first ground Um, The first in the articles of impeachment, the first was obstruction for for Nixon and including in that is lying to the American people. And again, if we don't even find out whether the director in chief was was um, President Trump or as we like to call him, individual one, even if we don't find that out, he lied to the public about this. And also he seemed to invite. I mean, if that wasn't an invitation or request to commit a crime to, to, if that wasn't, you know, he was aiding and abetting, I believe the hacking into her email. I'm only add one more thing. Did you ever see this in the, in the indictment that after, um, after the day, so the day that on that Hollywood access video dropped right was the same day that we, that WikiLeaks does that big dump of the Podesta emails. Right. Am I getting this right?
0: Yeah. Within hours. Yeah.
1: Within hours, and um, it's incredible, paragraph 17 of the indictment says, on or about October 7th, 2016, WikiLeaks released the first set of emails stolen from the Clinton campaign chairman, so that would be Podesta, shortly after WikiLeaks' release, an associate of the high-ranking Trump campaign official, um, which is a different person, right, not the senior, but the high-ranking Trump campaign official sent a message to Stone, a text saying, Um, well done.
0: Yeah, I've heard that somewhere before.
1: Um, yeah, we've, yeah, but the difference is, I mean, you know, you follow this closely and it's, at some point we're like, well, I've heard that before, but it's different when it's an indictment, (laughs) you know, when a grand jury is saying we're standing behind this. Exactly. Well,
0: Jennifer, this has been enlightening. Um, thank you so much for, uh, bringing in the timeline, um, situation and talking about obstruction as collu- uh, as collusion as obstru- as obstruction back and forth, same and, um, y- because it, it really, it changed my whole pers- perspective on, on what obstruction is and it's not just a crime. It's a, it's a, it's a national security issue. And I think a lot of that kind of comes out in this speaking indictment that we got this week. And, uh, I want to thank you again, um for coming on and helping helping us understand it because it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to understand it. It's a lot to process. So I do appreciate you coming by. Tell us where uh, people can find you and get your book.
1: People can find me 24 seven on Twitter um, and they can find um, my financial crisis book, other people's houses via their independent bookstore or via Amazon or um you know, maybe they can just email me and I'll send them a copy.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks again so much for coming on Mueller She Wrote today. Thanks for having me.
1: It's always great to speak to
0: Jennifer Taub. Um, An interesting follow up to this story is that late Friday, Roger Stone went on Tucker Carlson on Fox and said that when the president answered Mueller's written questions, Trump said he and Stone had never discussed lying to Congress. But the only way Stone could have known how Trump replied to Mueller's written questions is if they'd spoken about it. (laughs) So it sounds to me like they all conspired to stick to a story, much like when Trump told Cohen what to say to Congress about the Trump Tower in Moscow. Um, We also learned that a senior Trump campaign official... um, in 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 the indictment and we've talked about this uh you heard Jennifer Taub and I talk about this the scene there was a senior Trump campaign official that was directed to tell Stone to reach out to Assange that was Steve Bannon uh, according to ABC news or excuse me NBC news
4: we covered that actually a while ago we did yeah like yeah. months and months ago yeah we did and we and we've talked we've had we've talked about the whole
0: Malik thing mm-hmm. um if you remember that we're going to get into that a little bit um Actually, I can actually—it's in sabotage. Oh, okay. So maybe we should just wait for that yeah. because, like I said, we're gonna flip these around, and we're gonna do sabotage before the fantasy indictment league. Yes. And we took out the thing. And we rearranged so many things. But you guys ready for
4: sabotage? Yes.
1: yes. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm, again, like I said, I'm moving sabotage ahead of the Fantasy Indictment League so that we can have all the information we need to draft our teams. So according to a statement from Corsi's lawyers, Larry Clayman and David Gray, after reviewing the Stone indictment, Corsi says he's not guilty of any wrongdoing, um, but also that Corsi has fully cooperated with the special counsel and his prosecutors. And he testified truthfully to the grand jury, as well as during the interviews with special counsel's team. If you remember, Corsi is the guy who released his draft plea agreement that Mueller wrote him. He released it to the public and said he would not cooperate. But since the Stone indictment came out, uh, his lawyers are singing a different tune. He seems to have become a little more pliable on this matter. Um, I also wanted to address a part of the Stone indictment that I briefly mentioned in the interview with Jennifer Tabb, And that's the mention of the UK associate that acted as a go-between for Corsi and Assange. His name is Ted Malik, and there's some arguments going on on social media about this but it's ted malik i promise we first heard about ted malik in the fusion gps transcripts we covered and then again in episode 22 from last april when we reported that malik had been stopped at boston logan and questioned by the fbi for over an hour about his connections to stone corsi wikileaks assange brexit bannon and cambridge analytica (laughs) and he came up again in september in episode 48 when uh, ABC obtained the emails from Stone to Corsi that had mentioned Ted Malik by name. So its I, I promise it's Ted Malik. So any more questions about who the people are in the Stone indictment? Person one is Corsi. Person two person two is Credico. Um, the UK cutout is Malick. Um, organization one is WikiLeaks. And the head of organization one is Julian Assange. So when you go and read through uh, the indictment, which I suggest you do, because it reads like a goddamn... <laughs> it, it's the Godfather too, and that's mentioned in the indictment as well. So check it out. Uh, and uh, those are—that's who those people are.
4: Hell yeah!
0: In reference to all those things. Are you guys ready for the fantasy indictment league? Yes.
4: I'm gonna be indicted. No, wait. It's gonna be okay honey. Dick. Indicted, honey. I'm... I'm gonna be indicted. Hold oh, it. They, they can't. It's gonna be okay. Just calm down. I can't calm down. I'm gonna be indicted.
0: All right, guys. Everybody, if you had Stone, give yourself five points because that is what Stone is worth. Congratulations for picking Stone.
4: Hell yeah. Congrats,
0: Congrats to AG. you, AG. You you all would have done it if you got to go first. 100%. Sure, but it's still you. It, it was me. You're correct.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this
4: week, uh, Jordan, you get to go first. Who are you going to pick? Yes. Um, okay. Obviously, one of Stone's cohorts. Um, I'm stuck between Corsi and
3: Assange.
4: Corsi plea deal. I'm going to do Assange.
3: Oh. Assange. All right. Assange. Chalisa. I will take that Corsi plea.
0: (laughs) Corsi plea deal. That was going to be my big one. I'm going to say Giuliani. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I knew I I was missing out on that one. I think Giuliani is in trouble for um, threatening. Witness tampering, right? Yeah, witness tampering for threatening. um, Yeah, I think it's going to be Giuliani. He's going to be in trouble for threatening Cohen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cohen's stepdad. Or Cohen by by way of Cohen's stepdad. All right, right.
4: Jordan. Uh, I'm going to do Credico. Uh, plea and deal? Plea deal, yeah. That's what I did last week. I'm going to keep that. All right.
0: Jalisa.
3: I'm going to go for uh, Kush. We know he's coming.
0: What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, you have Assange already. Um. <clears> hmm. <throat>
4: Boyle. 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 I'm going to throw Bannon in there.
3: Damn oh. I wanted it.
0: All right, so you got Bannon, Chalisa?
4: Yeah,
3: I'm going to go with Malik.
0: Ted Malik. Yes. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with um, superseding Manafort. Oh, fun. Good one. <laughs> That's going to happen
4: this week. Watch. Well, we'll see. Um, he went third round, though, you know? Yeah. Didn't expect mm. him to go first round. Alright, let's do I'm gonna do mm Rando.
3: We mm. did credico already, right? Yeah, yeah I did Credico Please. Well uh Don Junior,
0: please. Junior <clears throat> We already did Bannon. We did Junior. Uh you got Kush. Mm-hmm. Um Rando. For me. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what's your last?
4: I think I already have five. One, two, uh, five You have Assange? Assange. Credico plea deal. Oh my gosh, I wrote Corsi thinking I was gonna get <laughs> Corsi and then <laughs> <laughs> and Rando. Okay, perfect. Um Ivanka. All right. Angelise, you
3: have Corsi plea deal, Kush Malik Jr. Um, I'm trying to decide between two. I'm gonna go with Trump org. Trump org is a good one.
0: And if if Trump org is indicted by like Southern District or something, but it was handed off by Mueller, it counts. So Sweet, no worries. So I got Giuliani, Boyle, superseding Manafort, Rando. Oh man. <laughs> hmm.
3: Nunberg, plea deal. All right. I don't know why, but I feel like our lineups are so much stronger now that we're doing this taking turns thing. <laughs> but, right. We yeah. have to think about it, right? I used to just copy all your answers, H <laughs> <laughs>
4: Can I can I uh, report on something I just found that came out on Friday that's kind of funny and relates to Randy Credico? Yeah, of course. Roger Stone threatened to take away his dog if <gasps> he cooperated with the Russian right. investigation. I we didn't talked see about that. that in the Taub
0: interview. Oh he, yeah. He was like, oh shit. Okay, you, you can stoolie. take this out. No, that's okay. no, it's funny. Let's talk about it. You like, stool pigeon. <laughs> you rat. I'm gonna get your dog. That's so. And then funny. did you see the um, thing that um, Roger Stone put out with his dogs actually animated saying? Hey, Free Roger Stone or something like that. I did
3: not see that. Uh,
0: Yeah, you're going to have to put that. Let's play that clip right now. Okay. Roger Stone did nothing wrong. All right, everybody. That's our show this week. Thanks again to Elizabeth McLaughlin and Jennifer Taub for joining us. Uh, Thanks to Jaleesa and Jordan for your reporting. That was great.
4: Yes, thank you. Uh,
0: We had a great week. Um, It was a good week, I think, for the resistance. Uh, Trump caved twice. Nancy Pelosi wins a bunch of stuff. Roger Stone gets indicted. We've been waiting for that for such spine. a long time. <laughs> and it was a beautiful indictment. If you haven't read it, read it. Um, let me know if you have any questions about it. Hit us up at MullerSheWrote or hello at com. Any corrections, again, um, reach us at those places. And come and see us live. We're going to be at the Miracle Theater in D.C. on March 29th. And we're going to be at the Bell House in Brooklyn on March 30th. And maybe then, my Giants will be there. <sighs> I got the grass. The, they sent me a message. Do you Ooh, want to hear it? Yes, I'd love to. I'm so excited about it. Th- I can't. I'm. I, you guys have probably never even heard of these guys, but they're like seriously one of my favorite bands. This, this is
3: the most you've gotten excited, and you've been pretty stoked about some of our like fans <laughs> before, but this is like the most giddy I've seen you, I think.
0: Yeah, I said, We're coming to the Bell House. Let us know if you want to come and if you need us to plug anything, please do. He says, Of course, no need to plug anything. Wouldn't want to interrupt the flow of the show. Uh, It would be an honor to be included Perhaps a thank you at the end So thank you That'd be terrific You're doing great work Keep it up Hashtag resist And I said thanks guys We'll do um, It'll And this song will likely get blasted At the Brooklyn show (laughs) Because that's where they're from And he's like wonderful So we got this just really nice That's amazing They're cool That's Fred I, I did get to interview them Probably in like 2001 no way. Uh, they came to 4th and B in San Diego, and I was writing a column for a magazine called Lavender Lens and I got to interview- uh, I
3: remember 4th and B. It shut down a couple of years ago, but that place was popping. Yeah, yeah, I got to interview John Flansburg. It was like a highlight of my young life. That's <laughs> awesome. It's coming full circle now. I yeah, love it. Anyway, um, any last thoughts, you guys, before we sign off? Just that I can't wait to see all the muller junkies on tour. Oh, it's
2: yeah. going to be so fun.
4: Yeah, and I can't wait for next week because I feel like it's going to be another big news week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to heat up from here, guys, so please keep listening. Recommend us to anybody.
0: If anyone's like, I can't keep up, this is obviously <laughs> where you come for our tiny 20-minute episodes that come out every week. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a patron if you're a patron. Thank you for listening if you're a listener. You guys, your support is unimaginable to me. I love you all. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact checking and research by AG and research assistance by Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is Mullersherote.com.
1: MSW Media.